well, we tend to review a lot of things from the good old U.S. of A., but something's been taking the world by storm that isn't from the great U.S.A., <laughs> and that is a film from China called The Wandering Earth. China! From China! <laughs> we're, already starting the, we're already starting the China jokes already. It is number three in the all-time world box office of this year so far. So, with all this talk, with all this money, what do these two think of it? Is it worth that number three spot? We'll find out on a very... Wandering Earth edition of... <laughs> the Review! Review! Troy, we're broadcasting live from a jet engine. <laughs> That's right. Attached to the Earth. On our way, on a collision course to Jupiter. Oh my god. Spoilers. Not really. It's nah, in the synopsis really. on yeah, Netflix. It <laughs> it's like the first sentence in the synopsis. <laughs> hey, welcome to the review show where two small town dudes give you our big collision opinions. I'm short of the max extreme. Uh... I'm from a world where science doesn't exist. <laughs> Super science exists, though. I'll tell you what. Just wait. More on that we'll at the top of the that. hour. We'll talk about that. We got a... It's a giant hole in my sock. Doozy for you. I found out I had a huge hole in one of my socks the other day, but the other one was fine. Felt like an idiot. I hate it when my socks aren't the same. They either both have to have holes or none of them can have holes. See, I was the same way, and then I just got lazy with laundry, so I just throw all my socks in the one drawer, and then I'm just like, yeah, you look similar. <laughs> More sock talk at 11. Sock talk! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we are reviewing Wandering Earth later in the show. Yeah. How's it stack up? It's free on Netflix if you haven't watched it yet. That's right. Oh, I was going to look up something. Maybe I'll do it while you're doing your news. Just one little tidbit of info. Okay. But before we even get into any of that. What? Before we get into the blockbuster that nobody's heard about, <laughs> that's made a bunch of money this year. Yeah. We're going to talk about some other news. Maybe some more topical stuff that maybe pe people can get behind. Yeah. Some news that's not maybe China-based. Uh... Mine isn't. Okay. China-based, that is. Okay. No China-based? Not yet. China-based. China... Is that a song? Yeah. <laughs> is that a shirt? Is that a song? <laughs> um, <laughs> say, hey, do you remember last week when you came over and we were just, like, chatting in the living room before we recorded? Yeah. I said that in the upcoming, like, Guardians movie, they should get Zac Efron to be, um... Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, Adam Warlock. Oh, yeah. So, no shit, Screen Rant uh -oh. had an article of Zac Efron mock mocked up as Adam Warlock in the last few days' news bits, uh -oh. which makes me think my house is bugged. Your house is bugged. It's that Google home. Ah, shit, I knew it. Did you say, okay, Google, Zac Efron should be... <laughs> no, no, don't listen, Google! No! no! Google, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> oh... Thank you. Uh-oh. I said it pretty... Happy to help. 
Oh, we dodged oh, a big oh, ass shit. bullet there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, so I was anyway, expecting some red rectacle to come I, through. The... Yeah, just the walls start closing in yeah. on us. Yeah, freaking uh, New Hope style, garbage dump style. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I thought that was a bit uncanny, and I like to think that I'm on the same page as a fucking news streaming site. <laughs> So I guess that don't make me feel good at all, really. Maybe you unconsciously work for them. Ah, oh, shit. You just sleepwalk into their offices, and then you're just like... Yeah, well, where have those checks been? <laughs> you like that scene from Big Bro- from uh, Step Brothers, where you're just like... Oh, I got from some really hard warlock. <laughs> the clown and no penis. <laughs> uh... Moving on to some maybe Disney news here, JT. I got actually a lot of Disney news, but oh, it's not man. very hard to find Disney news nowadays because they it's, own everything. It owns everything. More on that. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. a second. Yeah. But uh, you know how they're remaking and spinning off all of like the uh, evil people <laughs> in their own live action films? Yes. Also more on that later. Yeah. Christ on a cross. <laughs> well, am I getting the feeling that just everything is the same in entertainment now? Yes! <laughs> and I, you can just fucking say anything, and it, as long as there's Disney in the sentence, they're probably doing it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Emma Thompson is rumored to play Cruella DeVille yeah. in probably the Cruella movie that they're going to be doing. No Glenn Close. No Glenn Close. You know, I caught a bit of that because I'm trying to show Macy something else. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? She likes dogs and animals. Why don't I watch 101 Dalmatians? Yeah. It's got animals in it. At yeah. least 101 of them. Yeah. <laughs> so the dogs don't come for a long time. <laughs> and so she lost interest very quickly. But I w- the movie was charming me a little bit. Yeah. And then at my mom and dad's house, I watched the animated version of it, and I thought it was pretty good. Like, I yeah. didn't see the whole thing, but chunks yeah. of it. And I'm like, I think I like this more now than I ever did as a kid. Oh, shit. But then again, if I watched it on repeat like 100,000 times, I'd probably like, yeah. F this movie and it's A. But then well, again. I'm telling you, if you want to show her something that has animals in it, try and find The Adventures of Milo and Otis. Oh. <sighs> You quote that movie, well, you quote one quote from that movie. It's the only one I remember. Enough that I'm like, I don't care for that movie, and I've never seen it. Where are you going, Milo? Where are you going, Milo? It's all I hear from you, is Milo this, and where is he? Um, Let me just jump over to some more Disney news while I'm on the Disney train here. This is a big one. Yeah. So I'm going to sandwich a bombshell bombshell right in the middle of my news here. Um, So Disney is going to be gaining control, total control, Absolute control. That's right. Of Hulu after a deal with Comcast. Yeah. So at first, when I read this headline yesterday when the news broke, I read it wrong. And I read it as... Disney could gain all of control of Hulu if it has a deal with Comcast. And I'm like, well, no shit. Because, <laughs> like, they own two-thirds of it and Comcast has the last third. And then I went and read it again. I'm like, oh, they do have it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have more info on that. And so they will gain total control of it in five years when they've bought out all of Comcast's stock that yeah. they have 
in Hulu. Yeah. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, nine billion dollars. Enough that Disney has to wait a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they, that means it's a lot. Like, of money. Well, we just bought Fox, so we're. Yeah. we're it's just a picture of Bob Iger pulling out his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot of money when Disney's like, uh, we're gonna wait a little bit. <laughs> so they'll be buying out Comcast over the next five years, and that'll be a cost of nine billion. Um, but. Comcast still has an option to terminate in three years if it doesn't want to do its licensing deal. Yeah. Um, which I don't know why it would because it's making $9 billion and I doubt it's getting that in revenue over the next five years. Yeah. Like just through the site in general. Yeah. And of course it's thinking it's going to do its own streaming. NBC is going to do their own streaming service. Yeah. Which is just fucking just added to the fucking pile. No shit. You know what I mean? No shit. But, um... So then you would assume that Disney Plus will have all of its, like, hyped Disney content on there. Yeah. And then Hulu will probably be a lot more Fox properties yeah. that they've acquired and maybe the more adult-oriented stuff. Um, but other than that, like, I don't know what else. If everyone pulls out, well, everyone else, I guess, pulls out of that, including, like, the sub channels of each one like nbc and stuff yeah i wonder what hulu would actually have on it it'll have the fox stuff and abc yeah. stuff yeah but yeah, then i don't know really what else i don't know what really... cable channels or what yeah under oh yeah because there is like because they do have like those home and garden things on there and uh yeah yeah i don't know i can't remember what's what uh broadcasting company owns what cable channel so that would be interesting to see yeah but then again uh, if you do like Hulu, I think you're going to get a, a lot of kind of the same still kind of stuff. Cause it, ESPN, I think would probably be on Hulu. Cause now they do live sports. Yeah. Disney owns ESPN. Yeah. So that could be a plus. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it probably also bundle it with Disney plus as well. That'd be nice. So you could have two streaming services for one price. Yeah. And also now Spotify is bundled with Hulu. Yeah. Do you have that? Uh, I don't. Well, Molly has all of it, so I'm oh. sure she has it. She has, I think she has, like, the Hulu and the Spotify subscription. I have, uh, I think they bundle it for, like, 15 bucks a month, and it's, like, a Hulu and, uh, Spotify premium account all yeah. under one payment. I, I don't even know if it's $15. I'm there you go. 13. Just add Disney Plus and make an even 20 Yeah. That'd be a pretty sweet deal. Disney yeah. Plus is only, like, $7. No shit. What the fuck? How are they doing that? Don't they know they gotta pay for this Comcast buyout? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. They need the money. Disney needs more money. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Actually, at the end of the year, I'm gonna totally forget about this, but at the end of the year, I would love to see somebody like mock up like what Disney made as an income and what their total like payouts were for all of these things. Well, probably barely n anything. They would have to break even. Right? Because, I mean, I'm talking about, like, stuff coming in from the parks oh, and all that stuff, yeah. too. I have no idea how to find that information. I, but I suppose a Google search. There you go. My lovely Google Home. Get could... back to us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But what do you think about this? Because it's, like, just about a monopoly at this point. Yeah, I know. It, it's funny because, like, it seems like everything is trying to develop their own streaming service that now everything, every... Like, single entity wants to become its own streaming service that we're almost regressing back to cable 
days. Yeah. Where now we're paying for a multitude of channels as opposed to just one thing that can have a whole bunch of stuff. Right. I mean, it still technically is like an a la carte system. Oh, yeah. So it's, a, I think, a little bit better. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's better in the sense that now you can watch things on demand as opposed to have to wait for everything. Yeah. But yeah, now we're getting to the point now where everyone's kind of catching on where it's like, well, I don't want to do my streaming service. So now... Now you're just adding on to the bundle of like yeah. things like if you want to keep up to date on everything you have to buy it outright yeah, wholesale yeah yeah it's it's too much did you listen yeah. to the last uh, credits due with their extra credits episode because they were kind of talking about uh, yeah uh, like just streaming services even for like games and stuff yeah they were talking it was mostly about games but yeah that would be weird too to like be part of a subscription service and not have to own the actual game yeah. Because I like, feel like that would be more towards people that play multiplayer, and I'm not a big fan of playing multiplayer. I know, and like I uh, was listening to that, and they had a lot of good talking points about that, especially uh, Tyler, who like is a game creator. Yeah, and Dinosaur Neil had he that's the podcast he's on as well. He also had a good yeah talking points. I was surprised how like how much Tyler was in favor for. It. I thought he'd be like dumping all over it, but then he made some good points of like. Yeah. If you can get on there and you have this like umbrella, oh yeah, of things like kind of just like shilling out f- for you, you can have like a ton more eyes on your product than you ever did before. Yeah, it'd be it don't, it'd be like Netflix. Like yeah. Netflix is able to put out a whole bunch of projects from smaller people mm-hmm. where like major companies like major uh companies will only really focus on like b- blockbusters or like mm-hmm. Filmmakers that have a name to them. Netflix has so much shit they don't really need to care. Yeah, for sure. So like we do the same thing with games, where like a like a really small, a really small named uh, game developer could put some stuff out on a streaming service, and people would have more of an opportunity to play it. Yeah, but I guess if you're like somebody like me, like I'm not a huge gamer anyway. I do like to play like the AAA titles that come out. Yeah, and experience this like amazing achievement of whatever. Mm-hmm. But then like that's like one fifty dollar purchase that I will play probably all year. Oh yeah, <laughs> and oh, if yeah, it is, I so I don't know where it, how much that like a gaming streaming service would be if it'd be like fifteen bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. So like. I would still be saving money just buying my one game a year. I know. That's what I, <laughs> how I felt. Like, uh, I, I think I did that uh, PS Now or whatever. It's like that subscription service where you could play, mm-hmm. like, older, like, PS2 and PS3 games. Yeah. But even then, I would be like, I get stuck on one game and just play that. And I'm like, I'm paying a subscription for a thing that I'm only playing one game on. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I just try and find a way to buy that game? <laughs> yeah, or buy, get an emulator or yeah. something like that. So, yeah, there's a weird tangent, but I like where it went. Yep. Um, fans of Rick and Morty. hey Season 4 is on the horizon, set for a November possible release. Sweet. Um, unless Dan Harmon just wants to troll the world, <laughs> which he probably will. Up yours! <laughs> and my last bit of news, JT, Game of Thrones. Yeah. My favorite show. You talk about it. You, I think you're starting to talk about it more than I am. Yeah, it's fucked up, right? <laughs> well, this one it made me chuckle. So there's a petition calling for Season 8 Remake with New Writers oh. on Change.org. Oh. And when that news came out, let me let me finish my news and then you can go on a rant of how this is stupid it is, because I'll agree with you. 
<laughs> but uh, so they, there's a change.org petition at the time of them writing that article, which I think was a day ago or two days ago, possibly. It had 17,000 signatures. I looked up what it is today, yeah, and it's 117,000 plus signatures for a remake of season eight of Game of Thrones. So now you have the floor. <laughs> There's literally nothing that anyone can do Mm-mm. to appease you. <laughs> I bet all of those 117,000 signatures have a different thing in mind for how they think the whole series yeah, should end. For sure. So no matter what, you're probably going to get another petition <laughs> if this mm-hmm. fucking thing comes out. Yeah. Now, I... Uh, I said before, I don't think it's perfect, but, like, from the last episode, where I feel like a lot of the outrage is coming from, I think it's gotten better. Okay. I like the last episode a lot. We got one more, right? Yeah, just one more after that. Yeah, the last one is next week, but, or I guess this coming weekend, but, yeah, and a lot of the outrage I've been hearing is just, like, they would never do that, or it's like, how the fuck do you know? (laughs) What, this did you universe to, seems so random. Did you go to school with this person? Like, <laughs> you're fucking... And, yeah. and like, the, all the things that they, they try and bitch about, like, it's been laid out for a good chunk of... There's been theories that this was going to happen before it happened. And mm-hmm. now it's happened, and they're like, well, no! <laughs> Dude, there's been shit out there for it. And just, like, how different characters where they've ended up and how certain characters died in this last one where it was like, that wasn't epic enough or that wasn't fitting enough. Where I'm like, fucking shit happens. Some people just don't get this big epic send-off. Yeah. But they like act like it's like, fucking, that's not how I would have, that's not how they should have went down. Where I'm like, fuck you. I can't please anyone. Yeah. Despite... Especially... Like recently, in the last like fifteen years, yeah. everyone just hates everything. I feel like how uh, how a lot of the characters bit the dust in this last episode, I thought was pretty fitting, and, and I would not go back and change it. I think this this last episode, I think, was what was kind of like the shot of adrenaline the show needed to really ramp up to their finale, mm. which their finale I'm really looking forward to now that they've completely shaken up <laughs> everything. Okay. Where you're like, oh, fuck, now how is this going to play out? <laughs> but, no, I I really dug it, and uh, is it rushed? Yeah, but they were probably told by HBO, end this in, a, end this in two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what For can sure. you really say after that? Yep. And, like, someone else, someone, I listened to a podcast, someone brought up a good point where it's like, okay, well, if they do try to make it fitting... Can you really sit through another, like, six or seven, epi- like, seasons of Game of Thrones? Right. Like, I think it's at a point now where just... End it while it's on top. Yeah. Just take take as much as you can, try it and make it make, it make sense, and try and end it in a fitting way. And I think the last episode definitely put it in a place where it could be a very Game of Thronesy ending that I'm looking forward to see where they go. Good optimistic jt yeah. very yes. good that's what i like to put into the world a little bit of optimism exactly I mean, so it's, it's... all you fucking fanboys that think you know better <laughs> can go shut the fuck up very good literally i've not there there are like a few things here and there where i was like uh oh, you're kind of rushing that but beyond that there's so many so many people that are they're all their only argument is 
that character wouldn't do that. Like, you don't know the character. <laughs> you don't know these people. They're fictional people. Yeah. I know, man. And I don't think anyone did anything that they would they would never do. It's just like, oh, they've done so much up at this point. Why did they do this all of a sudden? Because <laughs> they're a fucking fictional person that a person wrote. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Good input, JT. Good input. Um, but that's all my news. All right. You got anything to dogpile more on those? Let's see. Let's see if there's anything else I can get pissed about. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to look up the thing that I thought about just before, and now I'm having a very hard time finding it. Well, what the fuck, Troy? I know. I know, man. Oh, well. Let's see here. Uh, Troy, that Snowpiercer TV show. Yeah, I forgot was it was a thing. I forgot it was a thing, too. But <laughs> apparently, they've been having a troubled production with it, but... They're expected to come out with it in 2020, and I guess they have enough faith in it that it's still it's scheduled for a season two already. Oh, so wait, it wasn't already out? No, the Snowpiercer TV show. Yeah, it's not out yet. They're still in production, but I guess it was harder to film than they anticipated. <laughs> so let's do another one. Yeah, and I also I thought I saw too that it switched uh, networks. From TNT to go to TBS. Oh, it did it? I didn't see that. I, like in a headline, I was just skimming through, but I didn't know much about it, so I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Well, uh, Troy, the nominations for the MTV TV and Movie Awards okay. came out, and I didn't bother to look up a whole all of the things. <laughs> okay. But there was one headline that came up where... Uh, in particular, the category of best fight oh. has the match from WrestleMania 35 oh. between Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Ronda Rousey. Okay. All right. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Yes. Like, it's a, a weird curveball for an MTV to... I know. It's like, whoa, man. Whoa, man. <laughs> I mean, what else would be in that category? <laughs> Uh, actually, have the category. Let me look up the category then. For best fight, we have uh, Avengers Endgame, Captain America versus Thanos. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel versus Minerva. Okay. Uh, Game of Thrones, Arya Stark versus the White Walkers. Sure. Uh, <laughs> RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg versus Inequality. <laughs> I hope that wins. (laughs) (laughs) And WWE WrestleMania, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair. What? That runs the gamut of a lot of different entries. A lot of shit. Well, Captain America versus Thanos, I would assume, would win. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. These these kids these days, they're pretty unpredictable. I'll tell you what. And uh, Captain Marvel versus Minerva? Yeah. Did I watch a different movie? I don't know. Who was Minerva? I don't know. (laughs) Well, whatever. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Uh, Well, 
Troy, we talked about uh, Game of Thrones and how people are bitching about how they need mm. new writers and stuff. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe they could fuck up Star Wars next. All right, let's hope. Because <laughs> the next Star Wars <laughs> film will be by the creators of Game of Thrones. Great. Yes. The current creators or previous creators? No, the the, the current. They, they're they the same creators throughout. Oh, well, are they? Yeah. I thought they got new ones on this last season. No, they, they're the same ones, just they don't have... Like uh, the spine of George R. R. Martin. Yeah, George R. R. Martin was kind of uh, more of a guiding light mm-hmm. through like the seasons that involved the books, and now that they're off book, mm-hmm. I think they're kind of steering themselves. Got it. But um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will. We'll see what we? they do with that. We will. I don't hate them as writers. Like I think I just feel like a lot of the shit they're doing. <laughs> like you're piggybacking on this again. I just, this is, just seems like a lot of the shit they're doing is they're being forced to rush certain things. Hmm. It's weird that you say they're rushing it, even though they had like a year off to like write it. Yeah. Well, no, I think it was a year off to film it because they had to wait for because it takes place in winter. They have to like oh. film everything in the snow. Oh. Yeah. Like, everything has to be snowy. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Oh, shove that up your snowy ass. <clears throat> Troy, I haven't been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. Okay. I want to get back into it, but okay. I've just been busy. Okay. But. But. Uh, there's apparently going to be a Mortal Kombat movie in the works. Oh, my God. And apparently going to be produced by James Wan. James Wan? Yeah. Director of Aquaman? Yeah. Oh, my God. So what do you think Director about that, Director of The Troy? Conjuring? The Conjuring? Did he do The Conjuring? I think so. Great. Was, I think he was initially known for doing Saw. Yes. Very good. Uh, yeah, sounds good. I mean, he. I guess he would have, like, the spooky otherworld... Uh, kind of vibe down mm-hmm. in a in his James Wan style. We can see how he can do uh action from Aquaman. Yeah. That was pretty good. The last big CG battle was a big kind of cluster F, but uh yeah. There was some good like that whole um uh grease like chase scene was pretty well shot. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, I'll be in, I'd be looking forward to that. All right. Maybe this could be the the next Best video game movie. Who knows? Maybe. Beating the, the last Mortal Kombat movie is the best <laughs> video yeah. game movie ever. If you're talking Dinosaur Neil, you're that's correct. <laughs> I can never forget that freaking tweet or some Facebook post that Dinosaur Neil put up. He's like, what do you mean Mortal Kombat Annihilation has a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes? I think they meant to say 7,000%. <laughs> <laughs> just for Sindel's acting alone. <laughs> that movie is total hog shit, but <laughs> I still kind of like it, but it's still not as good as the Mortal Kombat 1, and even though that's not all that good either. Yeah. Ugh. But I'd be looking forward to like a relaunch of it, like taken like fairly seriously with a decent budget. Yeah. That Mortal Kombat movie looks like it has like a TV budget <laughs> for one episode. <laughs> uh, 
very good. Uh, my last bit of news, Troy. Uh, I think I brought up a long time ago, but it, it's a big thing in Hollywood when uh, uh, certain films beat other films in terms of box office. Yeah. That uh, the uh, film... The, the film director or creator uh, oh. tends to uh, to uh, tip the cap yeah. to uh, to the one that has beaten it. And uh, James Cameron has uh, followed in that line by uh, making a picture of a giant A sinking the Titanic. Very good. It looks weird. Good job, Jim. Like, it's like a giant A that looks like it's growing out of the ocean and then just kind of pushing the Titanic up so it sinks. Hmm. Where it's just... All right, yeah. Let's let's Good pay job. homage to all these people that died. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not focus on the event. Let's focus on my movie. <laughs> yeah, like my movie was a bigger deal. So let's pay homage to that. I heard about that. <laughs> I still have to topple one more movie of Jim Cameron's. <laughs> yep. Yep. We got to beat those big blue monkeys. That's right. Um, oh, actually, I just remembered something that I wanted to bring up. If you were done with your news. That, that's all my news. Um, there was a rumor on the latest episode of the Weekly Planet of what the um, WandaVision show is going to be. Yeah. And it sounds interesting. It has turned me around kind of right. on what uh, I would think of it. So the rumor is, was from an anonymous source. Uh-oh. So this could be completely wrong. Grain of salt. But he said... That he is a bartender in Hollywood at a place where a lot of Hollywood types go to drink and then get loose lips and start chatting. Yeah. So, with that... Oh, I thought this was going to be... This is the synapses for WandaVision. I was like, it what? Is. It, well, no, no, no. No. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Vision is a bartender in Hollywood? <laughs> it's totally changing the script. <laughs> but, uh, because, uh, um, Scarlet Witch has, like, reality altering powers yeah every single episode is going to be made as like a sitcom from a different decade featuring scarlet witch and vision them like living together oh shit so like now that vision is dead she would like resurrect him and like live a happy life with him and like a different decade of a sitcom so it'd be like a 50s sitcom 60s 70s 80s and like a nineties. Oh, so we're just watching a woman slowly, slowly deteriorate and deteriorate be sad. Into, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're laughing at this woman <laughs> just go completely insane because she lost yeah. love of her life. Yes, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> set to a fun premise. <laughs> um, and I also heard that it could possibly uh, integrate some of Tom King's Vision Run. Which is also dour and a bit uh, <laughs> depressing, where Vision uh, is kind of lonely, so he builds himself a wife and kids. Yeah. And then progressively through that series, they get murdered or die. <laughs> <laughs> and he recollects, like, memories of him being with the Scarlet Witch in his past, in a past life. So, if all of those are folded into each other... This looks like it could be the weirdest, saddest, <laughs> possibly best thing I've ever could imagine that it could be. So well, take I'm that with interested. a huge grain of salt. I'm interested. But 
it had me more interested than yeah. I ever thought I could ever be. Yes. So there you go. That's my last bit of news. All right. Well, I do have some bits, Troy. Oh, shit. I do have some bits. So let's keep this sad train rolling, <laughs> shall we? With a little bit of uh, Neil's bits. Pass me People one of those die and it's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neo's bits. Thanks, Neil. That was a waste of time. Well, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that we dump on it every time. He was so kind to make it. Uh, well, Troy, uh, there's been a loss in the wrestling community. Oh, no. Not another one. As uh, Silver King passed away. Is he the Mexico. luchador? Okay. Yes. Yep. In Mexico. In in mid-match with uh, Juventud Guerrero. Oh, no. Yeah. I think he died of a heart attack. Oh, shit. And he's pretty young, too. I think it's like 53, maybe? Oh, that is terrible. Yeah. But uh, for those of you who are not wrestling fans, you may know him as uh, the main villain in Nacho Libre. Oh, okay. Like yeah. the big, huge, yep. yeah. famous wrestler in that? Yep. Yeah, that was Silver King. Okay. All right. That's too bad. It's just like the movie The Wrestler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except we know that... He for sure dies. <laughs> yeah, yep. that's too bad. Yep. So, uh, Silver King, rest in peace. Yes. I wish I knew more about like Mexican wrestling to like know like who is huge down there. Yeah. I would assume he is. Yeah. If he well, gets he was like in, movie deals, he was in WCW for oh was he a stint as well. Yeah. So I never watched WCW either, so like I never, I I didn't know anything about it until like they almost were bought out. Yeah. Really. So, there you, there you go. Well, there you but anyway, R.I.P. Silver King. R.I.P. Silver King. Also, uh, another name, uh, I think he was 83, uh, Tim Conway. Oh, I did see that away. yesterday. Yeah. I saw a lot of tributes to him on the, uh, um, not Mary Tyler Moore. Um, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett, thank you so much. Yeah. Show. That's too bad. Yep. My the main reason I know Tim Conway is my dad had dwarf, dwarf on, on golf. golf. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think we watched. We it watched together. that a lot when we found that video at your house. We watched it probably every time I was over. <laughs> dwarf on golf. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> like thinking back on it, it's so stupid, oh, but and very offensive to small like <laughs> to little people. Yeah, for sure. Even his name being Dwarf. <laughs> But uh, I would, <laughs> I'd almost like to see if we can dust that tape off and give that thing um, a watch, or see if it's on YouTube or something. Oh, it's got to be on YouTube, you think, right? Man, it's got to be at golf. least pirated. Not that I want to steal something from a deceased man, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So R.I.P. Tim Conway, yes. comedy legend. Comedy legend. Very good. That brings us to. What is coming out in the future in a segment we call It's Done. You know it's done. It's done. Uh, JT, I got two trailers today. Uh, I think I might have three. I neglected to watch one that looked like it'd be a popular one because I figured you'd have it and want to chime in. 
but uh, it's fitting I have two because both of mine are the second sequel of something. My or the, I guess the first sequel of something, making it the second one. Yeah. Um, yes, well, you go ahead. All right. Um, I have Maleficent 2 Mistress of Evil. Yeah, I saw this was out. I did not bother to watch it because I did not even see the first one. I didn't either. I was going to actually ask if you saw the first one. I did not. Um, aside from me not caring much at all about this, I think it visually looks great. Yeah. Disney's putting all their eggs in the basket visually for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't... I just don't care so much. I don't, I don't, it's hard for me to even want to get into like their full on remakes and then to get into like a spinoff of like Sleeping Beauty. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't care, but it looks kind of like on the vein of like a Harry Potter magical type of deal. Um, with a witch and it's got angelina jolie in it with well, very big cheekbones oh cool yeah so um this movie is not for me yeah but i can see where it has its appeal and it looks great yeah i've heard good things about the first maleficent i heard that it definitely changed minds on that whole uh that whole deal of doing these spin-off movies yeah but um still didn't drive me home to see it or driving to the theater to see it rather yeah. So there you have it. Didn't order you an Uber to pick you up. <laughs> it didn't. Nor or a Lyft. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I heard they're on strike now, so. Oh, Lyft is. Uh, both Lyft and Uber. Oh, okay. For what? I was. They're not getting paid. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> it's, I I would listen to something where it's like uh, a great service for consumers, but internally as a business, it's like a bankrupt idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, I listened like a whole thing on like Uber, like Uber in particular. Like they would trick, they would convince people that they're going to help them buy a car, and then they'd buy the car, and then they would be like, "Oh well, nah." <laughs> so they'd be like so much in debt because they expected like this company to help them pay for this car that they're trying to use for their job, and then they're like, "Well, we can help you out. Uh, we'll we'll make you pay- work longer." Yeah. You can work longer and then you can pay off your car. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. And didn't they, like, charge, like, an exorbitant amount of interest on it, too? So yeah. you can never really make any money driving? Yep. Unless much. you, like, drove 24 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Sickening. Yep. Um, the second one I have is a pretty big one, so I'll, I'll leave that to the okay. end. Uh, well, uh, one that I uh, found is. The latest movie by the director of Hereditary. Okay. Called Midsummer. Mm. Okay. And uh, it looks like this dude just fucking loves cults. Because <laughs> it, it, like, from what I gathered, it's about like this this girl who's dating this guy who decides to go to this festival in Sweden, and for some reason she doesn't go with him, but then he ends up living there and then invites her out to go visit him and then she takes her to the or he takes her to this festival called the midsummer festival where it's like all these people like dressed in like weird white clothes and they're like they have like maypoles and shit and is it like 
looks like a based off like the Shakespeare Midsummer Night's Dream or something like that. Um, no, it just looks like a crazy, weird cult. <laughs> okay. All right. But I don't know. It looks it looks kind of freaky. All right. Like it looks like they're like kind of like dosing them with this drug because they keep drinking this stuff and then they're like, so what does this do? And they're like, don't ask questions, just do it. And then it's like, <laughs> best and, reason to drink something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, drink this; it's not poison. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. All right. Hereditary wasn't bad. It's cr- creepy as shit, but uh, yeah. Wasn't my favorite, but um, I could I could see its merit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 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 you'll get it right with this one. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, the other one I saw, Troy, they put out a. Trailer fucking fly in here. Oh God, <laughs> look out, RV guy! It keeps landing on both of us, and I just want to kill it. Anyway, they put out a trailer for the next season of Black Mirror. Oh shit! I wanted to watch that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it comes out the first Wednesday in June. Okay. Pretty soon. Yeah, but uh, it's only three episodes. Oh, okay. Going back to the. Uh... The UK model of yeah. doing three episodes <laughs> yeah. a season. Yeah. Which I'm not against. No, me neither. If they're good, then... It looks like they have like a pretty stacked cast in these episodes, though. Like This is the one that has Miley Cyrus in it. I saw that the Mac-Man's also yep. in it. Mac-Man's in there. <laughs> uh, a, a weird scraggly Topher Grace is in there. <laughs> mm. Sweet. Uh, there seems to be like an episode where a guy goes nuts because just electronic noises are making him go crazy. Okay. So... Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm always a fan of Black Mirror. Same. We'll see what they do with it. Same. And it's a lot less episodes to watch, so you can't just dig yourself a hole into major depression. Exactly. <laughs> we can actually binge these and do a show on them and not be like, I feel like I should put my head in a bucket of water <laughs> until I don't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So, there you go. Black Mirror Season 5 on the horizon. Give it to us. I'm sure we'll probably end up doing a review on it, of course. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't we? We always do it. We always do it. It's so good. Uh, So, is that all your trailers? That's all my trailers, Troy. I do have one more. Yes. And it's the It Chapter 2 it trailer. Chapter 2. Um, did you watch this one? Yes. It is... Is a movie, and this is the chapter two version of it. <laughs> uh, now we're with the adults. Yeah. This one features a lot of Jessica Chastain. Yep. And Bill Hader in the background. Bill Hader's in the background. Also, what was, who's the other big? Uh, Professor X. Professor X. Um, yeah, McAvoy. Mm-hmm. I almost was like, Picard. Uh <laughs> So it uh, it mostly is like a snippet of one scene. Yeah. And it's Jessica Chastain talking to like an elderly woman in her home and then just creepy things happen. Yeah. Just like that part where she just kind of stares at her and smiles for just a little longer than usual was like. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like when she like would go fetch tea from the other room and then Jessica Chastain would just be like looking at photos and you just see like something scuttle across a doorway. Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <clears throat> but yeah, it looks, um, it, uh, the first one was, uh, pretty good. Did you I, see the first one? Yeah. I, oh, I went wow. and saw it. I can't remember when I know I saw it late. I saw it just like at home. Yeah. Like by myself or watching 
a baby. <laughs> but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I usually don't really get into horror movies so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to see what they're going to be doing with the second one. Because the book is not so. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even... Like, just explaining the book's plot near the end is just ridiculous. Yeah. So I hopefully they just, like, pull back a little bit and just make it, like, a sensical yeah. ending. is there, like, a kid orgy in the book? In the... Yeah, there's a kid orgy, but that's when they're kids. <laughs> yeah, that's when they're kids. And they do it so they're not innocent anymore. Yeah. So they can, like, kill something or kill the creature. <laughs> but then when they're adults, that it, like, you find out it's, like, a parallel dimension that this thing is from and... and it can kind of take the form of anything, and they fucking there's a big turtle somewhere floating in space. <laughs> it's so fucking out there. Stephen King must have been in his fucking LSD days or whatever it is. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, hopefully they restrain a little bit and they kind of just make up like a better ending because that yeah. I've never read the book, but it just sounds d- dumb to me. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. Yeah, we will, won't we? It too. Yeah. Uh, I have it scheduled, but we'll do it and it chapter two back to back in September. Okay, so there you go. Be okay, fun. we'll do like a we'll do an it it extravaganza. Oh, I like that extravaganza. <laughs> well, JT, that'll bring us into the tournament of random movies. That is right, Troy. Season six of this or season six? <laughs> season six of must be the season of the six. <laughs> is that a song? Is that a shirt? <laughs> uh, it was Contagion versus Misery. Yes. C1 Troy. Uh, misery? Did that win? It did, It was Misery. Okay. Yes, Misery took the cake. I was a little disappointed because I did want to see Contagion again. Well, I did vote for Misery. Uh, so, so you're part of the problem. That's yes, I am. Okay, fair enough. But uh, People want to see that hobbling. <laughs> <laughs> they they want to see that. They want to see James Conn just fuck up his leg real bad. <laughs> so we got Misery, Warm Bodies, a Goofy Movie, King Kong, Monsters, Inc., and Alita Battle Angel in the tournament yeah. so far. Yeah. We got two more first-round matches before we get to our quarter-level quarterfinals. Quarter-level quarterfinals. And uh, the first one of these two matches will be this week. We have a 2012 film mm-hmm. about a man that goes to another world. Okay. And a 2013 one that uh, is a horror film that kicked off a pretty substantial horror franchise right now. Okay. Uh, the 2012 one is, uh, the tagline is, Lost in Our World, Found in Another. In 2012. And uh, I, I'll throw another clue. We have brought it up a couple times in previous episodes. Hmm. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. Uh, it is John Carter. Oh, John <laughs> Carter. Sweet. Okay. You know, we've always brought it up as we thought it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Yeah. I still hold true to that. All right. Well, maybe we'll have the opportunity to ex- explain ourselves. Maybe so. Well, it first has to get past this film from 2013 mm-hmm. that uh, could not find a tagline for. 
But uh, I will give you the hint that it involves paranormal investigators. Is it... Uh... And you said the name of it already. The Conjuring. <laughs> it is The Conjuring. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So John Carter versus The Conjuring. All right. Okay. Which one are you leaning towards, Troy? John Carter, I think. Okay. Okay. Just think, I think that's more of my bag oh. than a The Conjuring's movie not bad, though. Starring Patrick Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> not that I don't like Patrick Wilson. I'm just like, uh, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. We will, won't John we? John Carter what versus The Conjuring. What will the fans want? And then we have one more Ouch. matchup after this, and then we can dive into those quarterfinal matches. Yes, indeedy. So we get one step closer to seeing which film will be reviewed at a later date. Yes. By us. And then slotted into some random week slot. Yep. <laughs> well, JT, it's the top of the hour. It is. That brings us to the Wandering Earth. From China. From China. Uh, suggested, or at least brought up to me by Sea Danger yeah. last week. We were live produced on air and decided we should do it this week. Because I had nothing for this week. Well, that, and it was just like an interesting premise on yeah. like how this movie was so big. Yeah. And I've never heard of it. It was serendipitous. <laughs> That's right. The planets aligned. They Jupiter did. and at least Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Earth used its weird <laughs> boosters to push itself That's into right. a certain... That's right. Um, so this movie debuted February 5th, 2019 in China. Yes. Uh, and the eighth of the same month in the U S and Australia heard nothing about it. No, I didn't see what it's like theater run was in the U S but it had a budget of 50 million U S dollars. Okay. That's it. Really? 50 million. Hmm. Eh, we'll talk about it when we yeah. start talking about it more. But For sure. Domestically, didn't make much. $3.8 million. Yeah. Worldwide, globally, <laughs> it made $700.8 million. <laughs> 693, in fact, from China. Yes. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has this at 75%. IMDb at 6.3 out of 10. Goodreads, 4.1 out of 5. <laughs> and that one random guy on IMDb had it out of 5 out of 10, which is tagline that said, it's all right. <laughs> um, this movie is the third highest worldwide box office gross of yes. 2019 so far. Mm -hmm. So JT, could you name me the top five of this year? Well, number two is Captain Marvel. Yep. Number one is Endgame. Yep. Uh, oh, fuck. Number four would be... I can't even think Hint, of it's what's... a kid's movie. Hint, it's a, hint a kid's movie. Uh, fuck. And it's a sequel. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yep. You got it. And uh, number five is... Us? No. <laughs> Number five is Alita Battle Angel. Oh. That's right. One of our uh, possible winners for this current 
tournament of random movies. Mm. Who knows how the cards will shake getting yeah. to that one to the top. Yeah. But we will see. Um, Endgame update on its worldwide box office while we're at it. Yeah. 2.5 billion. It's getting there. Needs to make little less than $300 million still mm. to get that number one worldwide spot. I might be able to do it, I think. It might. $300 million? That's... For a movie like that? Not yeah. Too, not too bad. Yeah, there's not really... I don't think there's anything that's going to dethrone it coming up. Mm-mm. I mean, Detective Pikachu got a lot of uh, notice this last weekend. Yeah. But there's not really but anything there's coming not, yeah, up this There's week. nothing really else that could really... Unless John Wick just fucking cleans house. <laughs> it could. Uh, no, it's not good. <laughs> well, I mean, it will still, like... I mean, yeah, it'll get it has people the same to come kind in, of audience. But I think there's going to be more people going to see Avengers again as opposed to. Oh, come here, you little stinker. Uh, but, uh. So, yeah. So, JT, do you want to tell me what happened in The Wandering Earth? Well, uh, we uh, are in the future where the sun is a hundred years from expanding enough to engulf the earth and, uh,. 200 years before it just completely evaporates and is no longer existing. Yes. So in order to keep the human race going, the uh, United World Council, I think they're called. Uh, United Earth Government. United Earth Government. (laughs) Comes together to build multiple uh, engines or rockets fueled things on one side of the earth yes to move it to a completely new solar system Mm -hmm. that will take place over the course of thousands of years (laughs) yes before we find a new sun to park it and uh (laughs) pretty much keep going on from then on yes and uh this is all fine and dandy until 17 years after this happens i think it's 17 isn't it yep uh, we get into a scuffle with Jupiter, where we get too close mm-hmm. to its atmosphere, and we begin to get pulled into its atmosphere, mm-hmm. where we would essentially collide and die. Yes. So, this whole film is to try and figure out how the fuck <laughs> do we get away from Jupiter. Yes. Um, I wish I would have wrote down the director... Of this movie, but it's essentially the Chinese Roland Emmerich. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know. This movie is like from I. My first note that I wrote when I was talking about this is this movie is fuck science the movie. <laughs> so it does have like a lot of fantastical, like super pseudoscience type stuff in there. Yeah, but really, if you think about it. Is it that much more ridiculous than, like, Avengers Endgame, where you have magical stones doing things? Yeah, but with that <laughs> stuff, it's like, that's magic. They're pulling, the, they're playing this up like it's science. Yeah. I, I, that didn't bother me at all, but I know, I don't disagree with the argument, <laughs> but it's just something that I can overlook completely. All right. I, I'm curious on what you think about the ending, like how they figure oh, out I'll how get to get there. away. Though. I will get there because that I did have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, I want to read some things from the IMDb trivia page because okay. I found these 
fairly uh, pretty interesting here. So the order in which um, various international crews turned around to help push the firing pin in yeah, uh, near like a big quintessential part of the movie here yeah. is the same order in which various nations arrived to help China in the 2008 uh, earthquake. Oh. So they just had like little little sprinkle of real life in there. We'll throw you a bone in our movie, dude. Yeah, for sure. You get a one-second cameo. <laughs> uh, the story is based on a Hugo Award-winning novelist, uh, Six and Lou's novel of the same name. Yeah. And uh, there are uh, actually snippets of the novel that aren't in the movie, and that's going to come up, I think, in one of my other... Uh... Complaints? No, no, it's in one of the facts in here, because I read it. <laughs> It's kind of a spoiler. I'll uh, save it for... Should we do spoilers? I don't think people are going to really care. It's no. for free on Netflix. Yeah, so here, this is the fact here. So many scenes did, didn't did make the final cut, which made the story a bit confusing at times. Yeah. There's one point in this, I'm like, why is this happening? Yeah. Um, But anyway... I know, because it just makes it seem like, whoops, Jupiter! <laughs> <laughs> uh, for example... The original novel mentioned there's a growing distrust towards the United Earth government among people as a conspiracy theory spreads, uh, stating that the sun is not going to die anytime soon, and the whole wandering Earth project is just a cover for elites to have a total control over the population. That's not in, in the movie. There also was, in the book, a plot thread going on about how the United States wanted to have, like, spaceships leaving earth instead of having a earth propelling like propulsion system. Yeah. And that it was a $30 million ticket to get onto these spaceships. Yeah. But it only had a limited amount of space because they're just spaceships. Oh yeah. And only the elite could go on there. Yeah. Obviously. Fucking America. Fucking America. But that was nixed in the book as well. So they had this propellant earth situation coming on. Mm -hmm. Uh, This goes on further uh, as saying, uh, this explains why the rescue teams carry weapons. Wait, I think I skipped a sentence. Ah, it doesn't matter. So, anyway. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weapons in this. Like the one guy who just has a like war machine. Who was like the Lord. Gatlin yeah, gun he's got on his a Gatlin shoulder. Gun? And all he does is like shoot a wall with it. I'm like, yeah. is that necessary? He like, shoots out a window. <laughs> like, and he does it for so long. I'm like, dude, I think you did your job. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this one I also found very interesting. So, originally, Wu Jing, one of the protagonists, only agreed to show up in one scene. And I think it's the father. Okay. That is on the the satellite. Oh, yeah, yeah. But since he was in only one... But since he was the only big star of the film, the director, Frank... The, the director yeah. changed the script and kept putting him in more and more scenes. One day of shooting became a week and then months... Wu Jing's pay for each movie is around 10 million U.S. dollars. Yeah. Uh, after weeks of shooting, the director asked him that since the movie was over budget, maybe he didn't mind getting... Maybe he wouldn't mind not getting paid. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Wu Jing loved the director and the film so much, not only that he agreed to not getting paid, that he invested his own money of about 9 million U.S. dollars to refinance the movie... And many people thought that he was getting conned by the director at the time. But in fact, without Wu's name, the movie wouldn't have been sold uh, into many theaters at all because he's such a huge star overseas. Yeah. That he this looks name familiar. Was... I thought he looked familiar, too. Yeah. Um, and even though 
you watched a dub version, right? No, I watched the subtitles. Fuck, I think I should have done that. But m- more on that later. Okay. Um, if the director f- uh, was the father of the film, Wu Jing, the main star, is like its guardian angel. This kind of blessing rarely happened in the Chinese film industry. Yeah. So that's like star power that I don't even think Robert Downey Jr. has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is insane to me that like these huge stars overseas... Like, that even includes, like, Bollywood movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, the U.S. has no clue about at all, but they are raking in fucking oh, megabucks overseas no that they have pulled to do this for an entire franchise. Dude, Bollywood movies are fucking awesome, too. I wish I could watch because I know there's some on, like, Netflix and stuff. Yeah, me and Molly, we didn't watch... I want to go back and watch the first one, but we watched the second one of this, like, Bahu Ballet, mm-hmm. where it's like a... It's like a two-part thing, and it's just, you're just following this guy that becomes, like, the king of this, like, pretty wealthy uh, part of India. Uh-huh. And, like, oh, my God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll just break out into song and dance out of nowhere, and they'll have, like, these fight scenes where, like, <laughs> I he throws. I love that, though. <laughs> and then they'll, like, they'll do, like, these fight scenes where, like, he throws, like, mountains and shit where you're like, good <laughs> lord. Oh, my God. They'll have, like, a fucking stampede of bulls in a scene. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man. Like, those Bollywood movies are fucking awesome. Um, this also was a bit of a risk for China as well. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, in the beginning of the film, and I don't know if this is true about just, like, movies of China, so maybe I'm just speculating here, but it didn't seem like it had a ton of producer titles on this. Yeah. Like, one of them looked like the communist government. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, sorry about the mic. <laughs> But yeah, I was like, holy shit. Like, there was, like, a production credit where it was, like, a gold statuette of, like, two Chinese men with sickles with a red star in the middle. <laughs> where I'm like, did the communist government fun- finance this film? But, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> what I was going to say is that this was a bit of a risk because the Chinese movie industry usually makes more fantasy elements of for movies. Yeah. And this was, like, one of their first, like sci-fi ones that they're really going to get behind to try to push. There's a lot of fantasy in this, though. <laughs> well, no. Fantasy in the sense of how they... I mean, it's not like... Yeah, it's science fiction, but... We'll talk about that end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's not like dragons and mythology no, and no, stuff. No, this no, no, no. This is pure yeah. sci-fi. Yeah, they, they play themselves off like it's like it's science. But, it, yeah, science fiction. The, dire- uh, the director also has never directed a sci-fi movie before, and he's only had two previous movies direct- directing experience. Oh, God. Yeah, so before Wandering Earth was finished, no one thought he was capable of pulling off something this big. And then I made the third highest grossing movie of the year. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so despite some cues that share similarities to Interstellar and The Dark Knight Rises, the score wasn't composed by Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Um, and it was, uh, Rock Chen who composed the incidental music for this film. I did think at a few points during this movie that I was like, that score sounds familiar. Yeah. And I actually did think of the Batman, uh, uh, Nolan f- franchise because it was like, like, oh, yeah. and I was like, I wonder if that was like a placeholder and they just kind of like <laughs> used, like, like took one beat out of it or whatever. Yeah. I dare America to sue us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They'll never see it anyway. Netflix <laughs> picks it up. My One of my facts I wanted to try to find is how much Netflix actually paid for this movie to distribute yeah. it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. 
Netflix being all stingy on their Some stuff. Bitch. So yeah, um, what do you let's let's get into a discussion of the movie then because I'm out of facts. Oh, okay, let's get into it. So, <laughs> oh my god, you look. <sighs> I love you, man. Um, so the budget of this fifty million U.S. dollars. Yeah, seems like nothing, right? And yeah, the, for the like, scope of this movie, yeah, for like a Roland Emmerich film, yeah, of like let's say Moonfall, yeah. You gotta assume it's like at least 150 million, at least, yeah. and that's like a third of this. Yeah, but what do you think of maybe the effects or what the visual I, style? Sometimes of this movie it shows is. its budget and, and a few things. Yes, but for the most part, I think with what they had to play with, it looks pretty decent. Yeah, um, when they used practical stuff, it I think shined a little bit more. Mm-hmm. The um. Aesthetics of this aren't, like, anything you haven't seen before, like, in a space kind of movie. Yeah. It's not, like, dark and dingy like Aliens, but it looks kind of piece and scrapped together and kind of dingy. Yeah. Um, But it's not, like, a slick movie like Passengers, either. Yeah. Um, It's kind of, like, it's semi-realistic, but more sci-fi based. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, it falls in between, like, a... Like, maybe the new Star Trek films and Star Wars. Somewhere in the middle there. Okay. Or maybe, like, a like a Prometheus or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Like, this kind of struck me more like, uh, if you ever seen Snowpiercer. Like oh, it yeah. Feels That's a lot, a, like a that. lot better. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. a lot of, like, the, the outside effects or, like, the ones where it's big in scope. Like, a big scope. You can kind of pull out, like... Yeah, I can see that CG. But then when they get more close quarters and they do a lot more practical stuff, it, it's done a lot better. Yeah. But there are, like, some things in here that look really cool. Like, when they do shots of, like, the Earth when it's on, like, it's... When it shows it, like, rocketing through space. Yeah. Like, there's some really cool effects with that. Like, I like how it looks when it looks like Jupiter's pulling it closer to its atmosphere and you kind of see, like, that chain of, like... Yeah. Atmospheres connecting. Like, yeah. That looks kind of cool. That that d- was really cool. And I like, too, when it, like, kind of pans out and you see Earth traveling through space, that it ha- it kind of looks like a comet. Yeah. And it's, like, it has, like, a tail that kind of freezes in space. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool effect, too. Mm-hmm. Um, at times, I thought it looked like a very good video game. Yeah. I would um, say that. But that's... When I looked at the budget and the scope of this movie, when, like, probably everything at some point is all computer-generated effects, and it looks like a really good video game, yeah. now, I'm like, that's not so bad if you look at the budget. Yeah. Like, if this was, like, a $300 million movie, yeah. I'd be like, eh, those look a little chintzy. Yeah. But, like, I at no point in this did it ever get, like, take me out of it. Like, it does in, like, Black Panther, per se. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, when they go into full CG, everyone looks like a big, weightless, rubbery mess. Yeah. I don't think they ever really go as far as to, like, make the people very CG. No. It's just the location. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, some instances where, like, there's, like, a truck that falls off a cliff, and, like, when they show it falling, you can see it's clearly, (laughs) clearly CG. Yes. But, yeah, no, other than that, like, yeah, there's some scenes where I'm like, how the... I'm kind of curious how they did it, where, like, uh, I don't think it looked too bad when they had the whole scene where, like, they're, there's, like, a 
a dust cloud coming up and they're mm-hmm. trying to like drive away from it. Mm-hmm. Like that, that looked like kind of like a film you would see like with a way bigger budget than what this had. Yeah. Um. <laughs> overall, what did you think? Just like of the premise alone, was it like a ridiculous premise that you were just kind of taken out of it? It's far fetched, but um, I don't know. Like if a movie plays itself up like this is a thing that can happen like they set it up right away where it's like this is happening yeah i'm like okay i'll go along with it but then in different instances instances throughout the movie like they played themselves up like they were they knew a lot about science and they were really smart about science where i'm like well no don't (laughs) The more you try and sound smart, the dumber you seem. Because you're already playing it up like this is a thing that will never happen and never be possible. Yeah. But they throw in small facts here and there where it's like, you know, once we find a sun, it'll take 20 years for the oceans to thaw out. Or I'm like, sure, okay. But then it keeps doing stuff like that throughout where I'm like, you're starting to seem more and more dumb. Like you're playing yourself up like you're... Like you're this this super smart science movie where like none of this would ever be possible. So like I, the the most, well, I would say the second most ridiculous thing in this movie is its general premise. It is. Um, is that they have, um, like boosters all around the equator of the Earth. Yeah. So the Earth stops rotating. Yeah. And then. 10,000 boosters on the dark, well, on the tail end of the Earth. Yeah. Propelling it through space. Mm-hmm. And they use all of what the Earth's resources to power these engines. Yeah. And then everyone lives not on the surface, but underground, underneath all of these thrusters. Yeah. And these big, like, huge cities or whatever. Yeah. So it can take the entire population of the Earth. And throw it forward into space to find a new sun to travel around. And it's yeah. taking 4.2 light years to get there. Yeah. So it's thousands of real years to get yeah. there. So it's it was kind of... Once you fall into that idea that they just essentially turn the Earth into a rock, propelling it through space. Yeah. I think it's easier to fall into anything else because that is the most ridiculous up top premise. Yeah, right there. Yeah, I can I can get behind thought, that. Yeah, I thought it was kind of fun, but go ahead. No, yeah, no, I I get behind that, but it was just like the the beats it would take to bring everything to a halt to like try and explain like, well, you know, this is actually a thing that could work. Where you're like, just get into. Like, I already know this movie's dumb. Don't try and sound smart at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, just do dumb action. That's that's what I'm almost expecting this movie to be. Yeah. And I don't think it ever really gets there, except for, like, two points Yeah, of, like, dumb action. I think that's my major critique of this movie, is that it feels like a Michael Bay movie that has no action. Like, they're just kind of hanging out. Like, there's cool stuff. It's like, yeah. imagine a Transformers movie where the Transformers are trying to figure out how to stop global warming. <laughs> um, where they're not fighting, they're just like, what do we do? <laughs> okay. I, I I looked at it as like a Roland Emmerich film, but it's it's got less action in it. 
But, like, that could just be because the U.S. market is, like, fully saturated with, like, high-action movies, blockbusters all the time. Yeah. And, like, this is just, like, a different taste coming in from overseas where they have, like, actual emotional beats in them. But even then, I thought some of those, it felt like pieces were missing. And I couldn't ever get behind some of those. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this movie felt like someone trying to replicate, like, a, a U.S. blockbuster movie but like only hitting the beats that they're familiar with and then completely missing the things that actually really bring it all together. Cause there's there's weird scenes in here where I was like, where are we? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was the same way. (laughs) Like that whole point where there's like a, like an elevator shaft. Yeah. Like that whole scene. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think so. We're like, uh, some sort of elevator shaft is crashing down. There's got some guy stuck in there and there's like going to get smashed. By oh yeah. It. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, at, when that was happening, I'm like, did I miss something? How did we get here? What are we doing? Well, no. Yeah. There was a scene, but even before that, like uh, they do that whole thing where uh, the older brother and his sister are just joyriding in that rig. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, is that police lights? And then they cut to black and then they're like, they're showing like, uh, oh, here's some uh, facility where it's like, oh, this must be having the same time. And then they go in there and they're in prison Yeah. where I'm like, wait, th- those are those people? Like, wait, th- so this is later. There's no transition to they got arrested. Oh, that, that <laughs> didn't bother me so much because it was it, like they kind of set it up for a joke. It felt really jarring because they never, it was never like a transition to... Hey, what's that in the distance? And then it's now they're in prison. Like they made it seem like this is happening while this, like while that, what they're doing is happening. Yeah. Cause they kind of pan around and they're like, they show this guy with white hair in a, in a cell and you're like, what is happening? What are we doing? And then they show the brother and sister in a cell where I'm like, wait, how'd they get there? Wait, was I just not paying attention? <laughs> Did they get arrested? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't know what year this movie takes place. I know it has to be after 2044. Yeah, because they go past, they drive past like an Olympic stadium or something. Um, But I want to say that it's not super far into the future where this is like a super, like the year like 20,000 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But the point I want to get at is the steering wheel for these rigs are ridiculous. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot just about the spheres, dude. I, like, <laughs> how is that any better than a wheel yeah. that you turn? They're I just, don't understand. Yeah. Like the way you steer this thing is you fondle a ball. Yeah. <laughs> like how that is not better at all. And there's no reason that in the f- whatever future this is yeah. that they could say that that is better yeah because it still drives like a car <laughs> yeah there there's just like some things where it's like it's weird because there's just like things they add where they're just like i just want to do this like they just have they have balloon grenades for some reason <laughs> yeah. which becomes like a big thing at the end yeah but like yeah it's just weird things like that or like that's what got me interested to begin with where they had the balloon grenade and they have like the steering wheel. That's like the weird globe where I'm like, Oh, this is like, it's got like a cool aesthetic. I like it. And then after they kind of introduced all that stuff, they just kind of like rack on the brakes and they're like, okay, (laughs) let's talk about all this stuff now. Uh 
All right. <laughs> like a lot of like, I don't know. This movie struck me a lot like the movie Armageddon. I got Armageddon vibes from it like, too. The beginning was like really fast paced and really fun, and like everyone's joking around and being like really funny, and you're really into everything. And then they get to the moon, and then it's just snail's pace, <laughs> and they're just like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> and really, this movie isn't that long. It's it's like just a little over two hours, isn't it? Two hours and five minutes. Yeah. That's it. So, like, I mean, just put it next to, like, any Marvel movie that's, like, two and a half hours minimum. Yeah. I think this movie is pretty tight. But in that, I wish, like, some things were... I could have, like, actually used a little more tightening in some things. And then, like, expansions yeah. on other things. Like, yeah. I thought when the emotional beats worked in this, I thought that was good. I actually liked the bit at the end emotionally between, yeah, like... The the da- yeah, the dad and the space station I thought was really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, I couldn't really get into, like, the grandfather and the grandkids aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I, it just it never worked for me. And I, I didn't even really like the main actor in this and it maybe like the, the brother the brother yeah. like some parts i did but i think it's because i watched the sub version which or i'm sorry the dub version yeah which i thought was the only one because it's auto played as the dub oh. see ours auto played is with the subtitles really yeah and i thought it was the 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 dubbing was bad yeah <laughs> and i was like should i but at the same time i'm like I'm trying to also watch Macy at the same time. Yeah. And for me to, like, I would yeah, miss you would, out Yeah, you would completely. not be able to read. Yeah. So, anyway, so I'm like, I'll settle with this dub. Yeah. I won't even look to see if it's got subs. No, my, yeah, my favorite part definitely was, like, the dad at the end. Like, the way that he played up. Oh, man. Like, I, it kind of got me a little bit when, like, the dad was, like, he was talking about how he promised he would see him again. And then he was like, well, you will see me. Because he's driving into this, like laser beam that's gonna blow up just look in the sky you'll see me yeah like, oh, i'll be the star fuck. in the sky yeah you're like oh fuck yeah and then he's crying but because he's in zero gravity his yeah, tears, like are, tears floating. are floating out it's i thought that was really good oh man that was some good shit <laughs> yeah and yeah. like um like even though he's he's going to die like he's still keeping his promise in some way because you'll be yeah. able to see the explosion that's him yeah <laughs> I thought that was, like, probably the best part of the movie. Definitely. But to be honest, like, I really didn't get into the movie until they come up with the ridiculous premise. Ugh. I thought, I was like, finally, this is getting interesting. Because before, I thought it was like, I've kind of seen all this before. Yeah. And, like, U.S. releases, like, in, with Armageddon or, like, Interstellar. Yeah. Or, like, these kind of space movies and stuff like that. And they like do that. some dumbass shit. Like, they try and... They do some shit where they try and, like, play it up like it's this big emotional thing. Where it's like, no, you're just being dumb. Like, that chick that blew up the... The... The starter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, She, like, yeah. shot yeah. up that starter and they're like, what the fuck? And she was like... <laughs> No. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, well, you guys are just, you're going to end up killing yourselves. Yeah, nobody else get... dies. Yeah. Like, Everyone's going to die. <laughs> yeah. You just fucked possibly billions of people. Yeah. <laughs> like she comes off as such a fucking idiot. I know. They're like, yeah, they're like on the verge of death and they're like kind of scraping by, but they're like, they're dragging this starter through like this winter wasteland to get it to this engine. And then out, out of nowhere, she's just like, 
blows it up and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are you doing? And she's like, well, you guys are near death and I don't want you to die, so I'm just going to get rid of it. And you're like, well, then everyone's dead now. Yeah. That, I couldn't get behind anything that they she were doing. She was a fucking idiot. And there was a, man, what was, there was some, I thought there was some other stuff too where I was like, what the fuck is happening? I couldn't really understand at and maybe it's because, like, I was also trying to watch Macy at the same time. But there's, like, a chunk around that time. Yeah. I was like, what What are we doing here? What is happening? <laughs> what are the point of these people? Like, yeah. why do they look like from fucking Live, Die, Repeat? <laughs> they got the exoskeleton Those guys were pretty on. cool, though. Like, they had, like, the robot exoskeletons that made them stronger. Like, yeah. there's so much in this where I'm like... I wish these people could fight something. Yeah. Like, it felt like these people were just, like, designed to just, like, fight shit. But there was nothing really to fight. They're just moving these start... They're just trying to get the starter to this engine to restart it so that the the Earth can get away from Jupiter. Yeah. And, but then it's just like... No, we're just moving the starter. There's really nothing much else to do. We can pull elevator doors open real fast. <laughs> And I can use this dude can use his minigun to shoot open a wall. That's yeah. about it. But it, like, fight something. Yeah, fight each other for sure. <laughs> Find like a warring faction of something just for yeah. a scene. Yeah, just show how formidable you you're are. Li- you're literally just watching people walking around with MacGuffins, not using them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so uh, oh shoot, I had a point that I wanted to bring. Ah! Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, so, oh, I remember. So, like, they were trying to deliver that dry, or the that uh, starter to these engines. Yeah. Because like thousands of them shut off at the same time, which you find out kind of why. Yeah. But then for all of a sudden they just start back up again. I, I don't know. I thought it was because everyone else was kind of on the mission they were. And yeah. they they didn't do it. Everyone else did, but then it still wasn't enough to get them out of Jupiter. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, we this is our one last shot, and it didn't work. We're fucked." Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I guess I I kind of assumed it was that. Yeah. But I'm like, it just seemed like they were one of the more important ones because they were one of the, they were trying to get theirs to one of the equator ones, which is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. And then, but. Everyone else has started up. They were just kind of late to the party and never got to it. Okay. And then everyone got their started up and they were like, oh, not enough. We're dead. That makes more sense. Um, <laughs> so the the big twist of this is that, which okay, I have a problem kind of with the twist because it's not really that inventive. So No, it's impossible. No, uh, well, so there is the Earth traveling through space. Yeah. And its goal is to reach Jupiter so it can sling around its gravitational field to head it toward... Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> to fling it towards, like, Proxima Centauri or whatever the nearest star is. Yeah. So there is also a space station, kind of like as it's got, like, its scout ship... Yeah, in, it, the, in it gets, front of it. Yeah, it's in front of the Earth to see what in front of it is going to be a problem so they can maneuver it however they need to. And so the people on that ship, the dad of the main character in this film, yeah. is like one of the uh, astronauts on the ship. Yeah. And they go in, into hibernation when everything looks good. 
And then all of a sudden, there's, like, the howl of the ship. Oh, God, yeah. There's even... I want to look up what the name was, because even that the name of it was, like, howl-like. It was, like, <laughs> moss or something. I Yeah, I think it was moss. Yeah. That... So, it's got, like, embryos of, like, a ton of different yeah. uh, humans on this. Like, the major thing throughout the whole movie is that, like, this dad is trying to stay... Is trying to do a bunch of stuff to save the Earth, and meanwhile, the the AI on this ship keeps trying to like stuff everyone that's on this ship into some sort of hibernation. Hibernation, so that it's like, no, I got this. Don't worry. And they're like, okay, well, he's got it. And then, like, <laughs> but wait, like, you're not really taking these precautions. No, I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'll take care of it. Where it's like, okay, you're acting shady. Yeah. Where then he like he he wakes himself up and like some of his friends to try and like maneuver through the ship to figure out why it's being shady and like not letting them help the earth. Right. So what the AI is up to is that, well, we have all of these embryos, uh, from the human race on board and we have a ton of different species of animal embryos and like a bunch of plant seeds on the, on board. And the, the records of all of human history. Right. It's got everything of Earth in small form, in embryo form. Yeah, pretty <laughs> on much. On this ship. So it can be the one thing that goes through space to set up, like, life elsewhere. Like passengers. Or like yeah. the end of Alien Covenant. Yeah. The only thing is, so it was a trick for the whole Earth to set up this whole fucking MacGuffin of propelling it through space just to throw it into Jupiter? No, it wasn't that. It was the the uh, that ship was the contingency plan. Where if the Earth thing fucked up, but was it though? Yeah, was it a? I thought it. At one point, I thought it was like that's the plan all along is to give everyone false hope, and then it gets to Jupiter and it goes off on its own mission, and then they just hurl Earth into space like a big fuck you. No, Earth, Earth into Jupiter. No, they they were gonna do the thing where they propel propel propelled around Jupiter, but then right when they started doing so, that's when the engines fucked up, and they went into Jupiter instead. So then, whenever it was going to get to a point where Jupiter, where, uh, the Earth was about to fuck up, then this AI, this ship's AI was supposed to kick into a mode where it's like, alright, everybody, go to sleep, I'll take care of everything, and then just lets the Earth die, so then it can jet them off to a planet where they can, they can repopulate. Okay. So it, the the wandering earth thing was always supposed to work, but if it didn't work, they had this to fall back on. Okay. Man, I missed like a just big portions <laughs> of this. I, I know I, I saw I, all of it. And I read the whole. I was reading the whole fucking thing. I don't know what the hell you were doing. <laughs> I well, listen, I had a kid that wanted to watch a lot of car videos <laughs> on the internet. So, um, okay, that's fine. Um, so while it's it's at that the crux of the film here. Yeah. Where the Earth thinks it's totally screwed. Mm-hmm. It's getting pulled into Jupiter. Yeah. If it gets to one point, it's just going to start getting pulled in, disintegrating yeah. into Jupiter. Like it just starts pulling pieces of the Earth off. And they're trying to stop that from happening before it gets to that point in orbit where it gets too close and gets disintegrated. Yeah. In order to push itself away from Jupiter. Yeah. But engines are failing. 
it's getting too close. Well, and even, even when the engines start working, they're so close to it where they just won't work. Yeah, the gravity's too yeah, strong. Yeah, and that's this is the point where you can see like their atmosphere starting to like merge into one another, and it's yeah. getting close to like you know threat level midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I'll let you explain the ridiculous premise on how okay. they try to get to fix the situation. So. Uh, apparently the earth still has an atmosphere and this, uh, I think this, this even, I think it's like the sister comes up with this, with it. Doesn't she? Mm-mm. It's the, it's the brother because it oh. calls back to like the balloons in the beginning. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So the brother comes up with the idea that since Jupiter's atmosphere is all hydrogen, and uh, the Earth's atmosphere is oxygen, and that oxygen is mixing with the hydrogen, thus making it, I guess, more flammable. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> that if they find a way to shoot a controlled combustion source into that mixture of oxygen and hydrogen, it'll cause a massive explosion, thus pushing the Earth away from Jupiter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pregnant pause for reflection. What do you get when you combine hydrogen and oxygen? Uh, water? Water. <laughs> Not a super combustion gas. <laughs> well, you get water. So, or peroxide. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> um, so, also, Earth's atmosphere is... Like, only 20% oxygen yeah. and, like, 70% nitrogen. Yeah. That's just a fact I know. I, I know yeah. science. Yeah. But regardless, so the the the, the plan that this, the, the brother concocts in this, it yeah. harkens back to uh, a hydrogen-filled um, rocket ship. And uh, he thinks of these balloons at the beginning, how they float and it's combustible and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he remembers... That Jupiter is mostly all hydrogen, and yeah. his plan is to yeah to do whatever, shoot it, shoot at Jupiter, and it's going to cause an explosion, pushing Earth away to get yeah. out of its gravity. was I? Pull. He he does bring up that oh, because there's oxygen in this controlled area, it's going to make make it more combustible. I don't know. I, I just thought because s- of their atmospheres were connected, that they can get to that hydrogen that's in Jupiter to like. Maybe it. it doesn't really matter. But I thought I thought for sure it was like oh the oxygen will make it more combustible. I'm like no wait what? Well oxygen is combustible. Pure oxygen is. Yeah, but not when it's combined with hydrogen. No. <laughs> well maybe you don't know. You're not a super scientist in the future. And, but then even that like there's no atmosphere on Earth. It's been traveling. Right. Yeah, there has space. to be no atmosphere there's on Earth. There's no absolutely. Yeah, it's just a it's a it's a Rock of a pelled rock. Yeah. There's a, there should be nothing to it. No. Because what you even get to see what the surface of the Earth looks like. Technically, there should be no light in this because, like, the yeah. sun the is sun's almost gone. all but burned out. Yeah. And so the, one side of it should always just be a scorching hot wasteland. Yeah. And the other a frozen piece of nothing. Yeah. And one part is, except that there's sunlight, so you can see what's going on. Yeah. Um, I love it. They have, like, D&D suits in here where it's like, if you wear this, you can't get hurt. Nothing happens to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, literal but, yeah. plot armor. Yeah, it's literal plot armor. 
I'm like, ah, whatever. I, every space movie kind of yeah, has yeah, one of those. Yeah. But like, um, it kind of like is at uh, the level of like Snowpiercer, where like one side of the Earth is completely frozen. There's like whales that tried to jump and frozen. Oh my god, that in. was. That- <laughs> I fucking love that. It's like, hey, check out that whale. It's like, it's in mid In mid breach. And yeah. it's like frozen. <laughs> it's like, that, that whale had a bad what day. poor timing. That whale had a bad day. Uh, my God. So, anyway, they think of this plan. And honestly, though, this is like the one part of the movie where I'm like, okay, now they're yeah. doing something big, something interesting. Yeah. I'm on yeah, board We're actually now. finally building to something as opposed to just watching a bunch of people push a big orb through snow <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, probably half of the movie. Yeah. More than half of the movie, probably. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, okay, where is this going to go? And then when yeah. they finally get their plan in place, they turn one engine, or actually like three engines, because at this point more people are helping with the project. Yeah. And they turn him into pretty much just a big laser yep. that shoots into Jupiter. Yeah. And to ignite the hydrogen, blah, 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 pushing it away. But then the lasers don't reach far enough into Jupiter. So yeah. they're like, oh. And I actually thought that that was a good misdirect because I'm like, oh shit, they yeah. failed. Yeah. No, I, was I like, like that too. Awesome. And being that it's a movie from China, I'm like, I don't have no, I have no idea where <laughs> this is going to go. I'm just going to kill the earth. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, they're taking big steps yeah. here. But there's, they do so much shit, like, uh, leading up to that, where it's, like, everyone trying to get into that point where they can actually shoot the laser, where I'm like, man, everyone's fucking up. Like, that, <laughs> yeah, that one guy, sure. that one guy had to kick all those hatches loose underneath that one thing, or, or like, while it's, like, slowly about to crush him to death. How did that not crush him to death? Exactly! <laughs> I know, and then, like, the way that he got out was, like, the dude, like, just, like, had, like, the guy that had the rope on the other end just jumped off a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, okay, at that point in time, I wish it was, like, maybe the, that doofy guy making the sacrifice for this so, like, the brother yeah. could live. Yeah. And so, like, he knew that he was going to get crushed by this thing. Yeah. But he still made the sacrifices, like, save billions of lives. Yeah. He's, like, kicking all the hatches loose that's, like, making this thing fall closer and closer on him because it's right. the only way that they can get the laser to work. Right. So that would have been a cool, like, a sacrifice for the movie and a character that, like, I guess you've grown to like in the movie. I never <laughs> I did. Yeah, no, man, I, I don't want to be, like, that guy where it's, like, oh, American. But it was, like... Because, like, everyone is speaking a different language, it's hard to, like, emotionally connect with people. Especially, yeah. like, yeah, that blonde-haired guy was supposed to be the comedic re- comedy relief, and, like, I was just like, uh Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And it's just because we're, like, accustomed to a different yeah. style yeah. of storytelling. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to hold it against... I'm sure, like, he was hilarious. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know. But, like... <laughs> I like how you said that, and immediately was like, "No, he's not." <laughs> but he's literally played up as like he's the comedy relief. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, oh wait, let's talk about that guy that threw up in his helmet. Oh, I missed that. I guess you missed that. Yeah. There was like a part where uh, it was shaking. I think it was like an earthquake or something. And there was like a. I actually kind of laughed a little bit because it was like <laughs> this dude is like sitting. 
like while like all this shit is like shaking and stuff and like he's throwing up into his helmet <laughs> and you can see it's like you can see it like in like the cl- in the glass way it's just like sloshing around in there. <laughs> like it's so gross and then there's like a part where like he's like doing it and he looks over and he tries to grab the other guy's helmet like sitting next to him like oh no fuck you and they're like kind of going back and forth between his helmet and shit but then they Damn come it. back but then they come back and the guy's wearing the helmet that he was throwing up in where I'm like what'd you do with the puke <laughs> Sick. Just poured it down a suit. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of a funny spot too. Where, oh, like, I'm it was pissed just, I missed that. Yeah, it was just the guy like just like sitting there like getting sick in his helmet, and then he just like looks into his helmet and looks over the other guy and just like tries to take his helmet to hold put yeah. it on. <laughs> like Shit. that was actually pretty good. Um <laughs> so oh you know also who I didn't really care for in this? The sister. She was worthless in this. Yeah. She did literally nothing. All, the only thing she really did was just tearfully ask people to help. Yeah. <laughs> just had, like, a callback to, like, the beginning where it's like, I learned about hope today. Yeah. It's like, ugh. There's a lot of those, like, like speeches where they're just like, we need to we need to do this for the earth. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. That's why it, it really struck me as, like, Michael Bay. Like, I was expecting to see, like, the Chinese flag in the background of something where it's <laughs> yeah. like, come on, guys. Get together for China. Yeah. Let's save our... Let's save the world for China. Yeah. Eh, whatever. It's just... No, yeah. I, I get it. I, I Like, like it, it just feels like a movie that they... They tried to rip off, like, those blockbuster American movies. Yeah. Where I'm like... Like, I, I'll give it credit. Like, it is creative. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think an American movie would go to this extent of, like... We haven't seen Moonfall yet. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, man. <laughs> Roland Emmerich's gonna blow our mind. <laughs> but, like, legit trying to... Like, I was really digging, like, the first half hour of this. Where they were building mm. up, like, how there's all these communities underneath every engine. Because, yep. like, the engines are kind of self-sustaining and, like, yep. provide, like, an atmosphere underneath them where you can live. Yep. And, like, they were kind of showing a little bit of, like, how those communities work at, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was digging all that. And then, like, the guy that was, like, sneaking out with, like, the, um, like, that rig. Like, all yep. that stuff was fun. But it was, like, right when shit started going bad was when it was, like, started getting boring. Yeah, there was a lull in this. Even when, yeah. like, one of the big action pieces in this was during that part. And I'm just, like, I don't care about this so much. Yeah. Like, there was, like, a cool scene that well, it should have been cool when they were going up that skyscraper, but then it, it just mostly turned into climbing up an elevator shaft in the slowest way possible. Yeah. Where you're like... <laughs> and it didn't help either that, like, kind of everyone looked the same in, like, their own kind of suits, and I'm like, who's in danger now? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so anyway, we're at the near finale of the movie. Yeah. Their laser has failed. Yeah. The space station is now controlled by this HAL facsimile. Yeah. Um, and the father, the main astronaut in this, is trying to take over the ship, and he ends up doing so by just, like, burning HAL in that whole room. Yeah. Like, I, there is that, yeah, because he did the whole thing, like... The minute I saw it, I was like, that's coming back at the end. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, he's like, he has like a Russian friend on the space station and like he slips a big thing of uh, moonshine into his vodka. suit. Vodka. Yeah, vodka. Like, vodka. Russian vodka. Hey, 
take some vodka for later and then slips it in his suit where I'm like, like me and Molly's thing was like, I bet he's going to need like a ship and it's going to be used for fuel or something. Yeah. But like, no, it was this whole thing where he takes the vodka out of his suit and throws it at the fucking HAL computer and lights the entire thing on fire, all the embryos and all the stuff. Yep. Uh, because his plan is to get a almost like a starter explosion going near Jupiter to have like a chain reaction so that the laser does hit it so you have like an explosion from Jupiter to yeah. to uh, have their master plan come to fruition. Yeah. And so this is where you get actually the tearful goodbye, which I thought was actually really well done. Yeah, probably the best part of the movie, I would say, for me. For sure. And so he turns the space station around flies towards Jupiter, it explodes, all the hibernation stuff he, like, jettisons off so they can, I assume, yeah, pick it up. The, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he shoots all the people that are in hibernation out, and they're just kind of floating. Or like, oh, I guess... Like, I don't know I how guess, Earth could pick I guess, it up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Earth, <laughs> stop on by and pick us up later. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So, anyway, he goes into, like, the path of these things, explodes, it causes a chain reaction on... Yeah. To Jupiter where the hydrogen ignites and it goes to push the Earth out of its gravitational pull so it can get back into its orbit to sling it around the planet and back yeah. into its tra trajectory. Yeah. So that explosion would definitely destroy Earth. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like the explosion was going to destroy Earth because it was a very big fiery thing. It was an explosion the size of Earth that was supposed to just push Earth... <laughs> But, like, if an explosion that big was jettisoning towards Earth, where you got to actually see some destruction yeah. on the planet, just, like, fucking everything, yeah, that would have just torn through the planet and everyone yeah. would have died. And they even, like, they even bring up where it's like, once this happens, you need to be in a bunker very far underneath the Earth's crust to survive. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure all the main characters still stay alive. Yeah, one was just in a truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he had <laughs> because he uh was the main character he yeah. didn't die yeah and then the two one the two main characters that you follow the brother and sister just light off one of the balloon balloon grenades and stay yeah. in that yeah all right sure yeah sure like they played it up where it's like once this goes off you need to be as far down in the earth's crust as possible but they have so many people that are just kind of wandering yeah. around in this fucking chaos uh -huh. that still are alive. That you're just like, all right, yeah, sure, whatever. I guess that was bullshit he said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it turns out all your main characters are coming back at the end. the 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 blonde guy has a new fresh haircut. Yeah, <laughs> and you're following around some guy who is supposed to be like, ooh, it's mysterious. It's the main guy. Yeah. The whole time. He didn't die. Yeah. I know they did the whole thing where it's like, he's not breathing, he's not breathing. Five years later, and yeah. it's like, oh, it's him. Like, oh, sure. Yeah, you have like a behind yeah. shot of a guy yeah, with the same haircut. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who that guy is. <laughs> You're not showing his face for the next two minutes. <laughs> wonder who that is. Yeah, and he ends up being like a big deal Yeah. Uh, at the very end of the he's movie. He's pretty much his got sister. his grandpa's job at the end. Yeah. And there you go. And they're on, they're en route yeah. Uh, they're, to the next None of them are going to be alive when the Earth actually does what it's supposed to do. No. Because it's supposed to take, like, 
a thousand years. I think it was like a, a total trip of twenty five hundred years. Yeah, where and like, then even when they get there, like everything has to thaw out, which is going to take like another like hundred years. years. Yeah. yeah. So I I thought that was kind of interesting, like the way they set that up at the very end of the movie. It's like yeah. they'll be jettisoning through space for so many hundred years, and then the next twelve hundred they'll just be on a like a cruise control. Yeah. Into this thing, and then for the next seven hundred years they'll reverse the all the propellants so they have deceleration to the star God. to finally. Place himself into orbit <laughs> around this star, where the next hundred years the Earth will thaw, and I'll be just fine. <laughs> Bullshit! At that point, the Earth is a wasteless yeah. rock. Yeah, and their fuel is like rocks that they're like mining. How much of the Earth will be left? That's, that's what I've been using it as fuel the whole time. That's what I thought. They're like, we're just using rocks as fuel. I'm like, what? <laughs> For 700 years to propel yeah. a, a pretty much engines for half the planet? Yeah. What you're not is even, happening? You're not going to be big enough to even hold all the people that are still going to be alive. It's insanity. Yeah. Anyway, it's a ridiculous premise. At the end of the day, do you have fun with this? Man, I wanted to. Like, I, I really enjoyed... Like... There's a lot of scenes in this that I really liked, like like how yep. they how, like how the Earth looked, and like how like all the jet propulsion stuff and all of like the atmospheres combining stuff looked really cool. Yeah, and some of the action scenes, they they looked cool, but I don't think there wasn't a lot of them that I was like invested in. Right, like even at the end when they were all of them were on their own like little mission to where they all had to succeed to make the laser go off. Yeah. They were all in such peril for each of their missions to, a, and they made it go on for so long where I was like, just do it or don't do it. I'm fucking done. <laughs> they, there's so many scenes where it's just like, ah, oh, I can't reach. And like, Oh, I'm, I'm almost there, but I can't do it. And they're just like screens of 99% complete until laser is able yeah. to be, or just, they do it for so long where I was like, just do it or don't do it. See, I can't, like, I can't get into this. To like, maybe argue the point with that. I was trying during those scenes. I was actually trying to compare it to stuff that I would see in like an American film, like of the same kind of ilk. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't think they're really that dissimilar. But I wonder if it's just, like, the language barrier that's, like, having me a harder time no. getting into this. No, like, if they would have done that, I I'm not going to, like, dog on them for doing that. It's just that they had it go on for so long where it's, like, like it's, like, that scene, uh, what movie is it, is it in, where it's, like, someone's falling off a cliff and they're just going, ah, and then it's just, like, <laughs> where you're like there's only know. so long you can go with suspense where it's just like just fucking do it or don't do it and i feel like they they were so happy they were like so trigger happy on the suspense where they made it go on for so long where i was like man i don't, I don't even care if the earth goes away now <laughs> like you're like you're making the suspense go on for so long just there, there's like a breaking point you need that, that yet you reach where you're just 
at the point of not caring, and I feel like they go past that. Mm. That didn't bother me as much. That wasn't a gripe of mine. Um, I would say that I I would recommend seeing this on Netflix. Okay. Um, I thought it was like a very fun premise. Yeah. And it is like really kind of clocking under like all the blockbusters in time. Yeah. Uh, that like America would put out. Like, I bet you a lead of Battle Angel was longer <laughs> than this. <laughs> um, not that I'm dogging on it. I haven't seen it yet. Fair it could enough. be great. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but I I thought. I thought it was fun. So, and if you have Netflix, you have it for nothing. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say like a negative in it though, is that maybe because it's from China, they have, they hit different kinds of, uh, story beats that American movies don't. And it looks like it's trying to emulate like an American blockbuster movie, but sometimes it just doesn't hit those same kind of beats. Yeah. And then watch, if you're a fan of subs, I think I would watch it that way. But if you want to watch it dubbed, I don't think it's the best kind of version. Okay. I don't think the voice acting is very good in it. <laughs> okay. The only one that I could get behind was the one of the astronaut father. Okay. I thought that one was pretty decent. Okay. But otherwise, like even like the main character in this, I was like, ooh, that's how you read that line? <laughs> like, it just seems like it, it didn't... It must have been like a rush dub job. Maybe. I'm not I and I don't know that for sure, but it just yeah. didn't seem like like a, 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 a not one up to my standards. Yeah, I was surprised I they even had a dub usually like when it's dubbed, that's usually the thing that pops up the at first, but when when me when me and Molly did it, it was just subtitles. Auto, auto subbed. Well shit. Um but otherwise I, I think I did near the end I had fun with this. Okay. And I think it ended kind of predictably but hell it's it's free yeah <laughs> so check it out I, I i thought it was kind of fun but hell it's free but hell it's free uh so what would you grade it overall uh like i i do agree that it is it, it's probably more creative than a lot of things that are coming out nowadays that are just for us that's just yeah. like a retelling of shit we've seen over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was the probably the most refreshing thing about this, is seeing something that had what looked like a pretty decent budget trying to tell a different story. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it, but, like, I don't know. I feel like when they got to points where I feel like they should have ramped up the action, they just kind of rested on the fact that it looks cool. And they kind I can of see that. and they just kind of kept that going on for a long time where I was like I was waiting for something to happen and uh and then at the end like I, I was kind of on the same page with you where when they finally introduced that plan I was like it's stupid but it's something yep you're building <laughs> something yep and I like this yep but then when they got to the plan like like I said I felt like everything went on for so long that they're just like oh is this suspenseful or I was like I've been in suspense for what should have been 10 minutes now. <laughs> and you're still nowhere you're still nowhere closer to where you should be. Either do it or don't do it. Uh-huh. And like maybe they hit you different for you, hit different for you, but for me I was I got to a point where I was like, are they ever going to fucking do this? <laughs> are they just going to be in a constant state of I'm so close? Yeah. Um uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I think there's are there are things in here that I think are worth checking out, but I I don't know if I can fully recommend the movie as a whole, so I'll give it like a decent C. Okay. Even with the things that I said in like the positive, like in juxtaposition of yours, I was also going to give it a C. Mm-hmm. So, it's a good time. All right. It's so strange that this is the third highest grossing movie of the year worldwide. Yeah. But I mean, like in all honesty, if you if you think about it, like you get all these movies that are like dubbed or subbed from us, and now you get this movie that's like yours. That's like that looks. I mean, it looks good. Yeah. For what it is, it looks good. Yeah. Like I would be all for it. Like if if we were a country that like barely made like these like, big blockbuster movies, and we got one that's starring our people in our language, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, all props to China. Like it shows like how big of a movie market they have. Yeah. Like they are. Very quickly becoming like, I'm going to say not quite equal yet with the U.S. Yeah. But they are definitely, without a doubt, the second highest for sure movie going audience to the point where they can have their own country's stuff come out, be like minimal worldwide income and still be like at a huge box office throughout the year. I'll say they probably did more with their money than we do with ours. I would say that 100%. Like, it's probably... Their production costs are probably aren't inflated like they are in the U.S. Yeah. So they get, like, more out of their money. Yeah. For $50 million, they made something like this. Yeah. There's some beautiful-ass scenes in this. Yeah. So it's... It's all props to China and this stuff. I would actually see... See, I'm not a huge fantasy person. So, like, I wouldn't get into, like, anything like that so but if they had like another sci-fi outing yeah like a blockbuster or something to their ilk i would like to see it sure i would like to see uh, more stuff like that from around the world to just see different kind of tastes because like the u.s is so getting homogenized that it's like see another one of these yeah everything feels so market-based with the u.s now like it's like this works so we're gonna do this where i feel like if you get something from a different country where they're just like, let's just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. I'd, I'd be more behind that. For sure. <laughs> I would be into the U.S. if they did let's throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. I know. Those are some of my favorite. Even the ones that suck. Those yeah. are. I, I usually tend to like those more than like just the regular run-of-the-mill shit that U.S. That the U.S. studios make nowadays. I know. If you're gonna do like just an IP that everybody knows, make it good. Like, yeah, like, not every single one of the MCU movies are a hit. Yeah. Like, well, like, all of them are pretty well-regarded yeah. movies. But you look at them, like, it's kind of the same as this other movie. Yeah. But when you take chances such as, like, Infinity War, where, like, it leaves on a huge cliffhanger and they kill yeah. half the universe, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Well, we have a Jordan Peele now that's trying, that's telling these different stories. Yeah, for even, sure. Even us that I, I feel like it didn't like stick its landing, but it was different enough where I'm like, yeah. Give me more of this. More of this. Something where it's just a different taste. Yeah. And exactly. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of glad now that like these, uh, single focus directors are getting like their own kind of visions back mm-hmm. to where 
like you can have like another Quentin Tarantino coming up, you know, yeah. like you go see it because of the director. Yeah. Like a Spielberg, a Quentin Tarantino or whatever. Um, those kind of kind of got lost in the last maybe decade. Yeah. We're like, yeah, it was a big name director, but they made like a movie that any director would make. Yeah. But like, now you have like visionaries and they make their own shit like Jordan Peele. Yeah. Who's like coming up. And mm-hmm. making his own shit. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. It's like, give me more of this. I know. Like, I feel for a long time it's been mostly franchise-based. Yeah. Like, I feel even, like, the whole idea of, like, going to see a movie for the actor is kind of falling to the wayside, too. Yeah, I think there's very few actors that would ever draw me to a movie anyway. Yeah. I, I feel like there's there's movies, there's, like, actors that draw me to movies just because I'm... I've just drawn to certain actors. Yeah. But I feel like in terms of like the general the audience, they never really look out for. Yeah. Yeah. Like even like my boss, like he's really into movies and there's some times where I'm like, yeah, this guy's in it. Where he's like, who? I'm like, oh, he's pretty fucking well known. I don't know. Yeah, like, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who that no, is. Not like that. But yeah, like <laughs> there's like times where I'm like, oh yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is in this. Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, I mean, he's pretty fucking big. I don't understand why you don't know who he is. Yeah, and he's even done small stuff that I would think your boss would yeah, know of. Yeah, but it's just like people that have come up now where it's like, unless it's like someone that wasn't popular like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, you, like it's kind of hard to keep track. But it's like, it's just, it's, it's just kind of like the culture we're turning into now where like the actor isn't the thing that's selling the movie. It's like either the franchise or the idea or maybe now the director. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of directors that are like, I don't know, like, uh, um, like you talked about that credits do, like, uh, Tyler brought up that Knives Out or whatever. Yeah. Or no, uh, Ben brought up that Knives Out with, like, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. And he's got, like, a fuck ton of, like, really well-known actors in it. But yeah. it's, like, the main selling point of it is it's Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Where it's, like, shit. Like, who would expect, like, he got all these fucking actors, but it's, like, but Ryan Johnson's directing. Right. Yeah. So hopefully it's, it's a weird it's a weird time we're growing up in, but I'm yeah. digging it. It's a uh, hopefully there's like a bigger flux in the next couple years, where there is like more creative projects out there. Yeah, it's like whatever you have to say about Jim Cameron, like when he has a movie out, I still want to go see it because his name is attached to it, and the like he makes quality stuff. Yeah. He does. So, like, I, even even if the story's not up to par, like, it's something, he always, he's the one that goes above and beyond where it's like, I'm waiting for something to get invented before I put this out. Yeah, or he will invent it to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, insane. Like, Avatar's still the highest grossing movie in the world. Yeah. Because it had, like, this amazing new way to film things. And I think it, and like, it, it was, obviously it paid was, off. It was one of the first movies to really utilize the 3D technology that was coming out of that time, too. Like, yeah. That was the one of the first movies I saw in 3D, and I was like, fuck, if every 3D movie's like this, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And then I went and saw another one, and I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Because 3D technology sucks, but yes. he was the one that was like, I want to make this movie strictly for 3D, to where you're like, yeah, that's the only way to see it. Yeah, I know. And he, he was, yeah, it, and then for, a, like, a a minute there for, like, three years, four years, maybe even five, yeah. like, every movie had, like, it's also in 3D, it's yeah. also in 3D, yeah. and it was never as good. It was never as good. So, yeah, there you have it. 
So that's like a fun little tangent yeah, <laughs> after yeah, the review of a movie. There but like, that'd be what I'd be looking forward to in the next com- coming years or so. For sure. So, uh, is there anything else that you were into, JT, besides well, watching the world maybe careen <laughs> into another larger planet? Uh, I saw... Um, there's a sketch show on Netflix called uh, I Think You Should Leave. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's probably one of the funniest shows I've seen in a long time. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't think I've even heard of it. It's produced by Lonely Island. Okay. And uh, it stars... I should probably look him up, but... It, like, this one guy is kind of forefronting it, and... Uh, um, He did an episode of Comedy Bang Bang... And I that I listened to where he, he just kind of like uh, he was uh, like promoting it, and I'm like okay, whatever. But then I started seeing like people putting up things here and there where I'm like, man, this I think you should leave is fucking amazing. Got to check it out <laughs> and everything. And I watched it, and dude, it is hilarious. Okay, it is really fucking right. funny. It's like it's like imagine Tim and Eric if Tim and Eric didn't get up their own ass about shit. Okay. Like he does just enough to where you're like, it's stupid, but it's so funny at the same time. (laughs) All right. Like, um, one of the first skits in the first episode is, it's this guy at a job interview at a restaurant and it's like, it's going so well. And he's like, yeah, I think we're going to call you later. This is, this went really well. It's like, Oh, thanks. And he goes, and he goes to open the door by pulling it, and then the boss is like, "Oh no, I think that's a push." And he's like, "No, it's a pull," and just stares at him like maniacally <laughs> as he just keeps pulling until the door starts breaking. <laughs> <laughs> and like he just keeps staring at him, like you can hear like wood cracking and like the fucking the, like the sprint and like the uh like all like all the shit in the door just starting to break until it finally comes open and he's like see it's pull <laughs> like the door's just fucked up <laughs> like oh like everything is kind of like that like this dude's fucking hilarious i think it's like tim robinson or something okay but it's check it's on netflix so definitely check it out there's like a a scene they bring in uh fred willard Mm-hmm. And like they do this whole scene where it's a funeral, and they uh, they couldn't find their regular organ player, so they hired a new one. And he's like the like the circus organ player <laughs> who does like who plays like the who pulls like those strings, like, and then he fucking like, and then he fucking takes dinner plates and throws them on the floor. <laughs> like oh, it's so it. Definitely check it out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna, hold on, let me look it up. All right. it's, I, I think it's called I Think You Should Leave. Because I listened to like the comedy Bang Bang for it. And like they, he, like, he asked him, like, why did you call it I Think You Should Leave? And he was like, well, when I did sketches when I was first coming up, I didn't know how to end them. So I always ended them with, well, I think you should leave now. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... That is fucking perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just called the show that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. Yeah. Okay. And it it's fantastic. Like uh, the sketches are so fucking stupid. There's like one where like a hot dog card crashes into a store, and it was like everyone's like, "Oh my god, who did this?" And then there's a guy in a hot dog suit that's like. I know, right? This is so stupid. We should just all close our eyes and just, like, let the guy leave. <laughs> it's all good. Check it out. 
Cool. All right. And uh, you'll be uh, uh, jealous of me, Troy, because I watched the movie Stan and Ollie. Oh, did you? Yeah. Fuck. Run it on Netflix. Total jealous. And um, I don't know. I got a little misty with it. Did you? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not too familiar with Laurel and Hardy, but they do... They... Uh, they kind of cover like the twilight of their career, uh-huh. where like uh, Oliver Hardy is like in really bad health. Yes, and like, uh, and uh, Stan Laurel is like, like he, he's he's older, but he's like uh, trying to hold it all together. Yeah, and like you can, it's it's kind of heartbreaking because they're just kind of there's so many scenes where they're like. There's they're building these uh these scenarios for themselves for later shows that they're never ever going to do because they're they they're too old to ever do them or like not even popular enough to do them. Mm-hmm. But there's like it's like so heartbreaking because it's like you see them they do like a like a cut scene where they're at the height of their career where they're just kind of like talking through like this thing that they're gonna do later and they're just like bouncing ideas back and forth to each other where it's like, oh yeah, they're totally gonna do that later. And then it's like 17 years later and they're in the twilight of their years and they're still doing it, but they're doing it in a way where it's like they're acting like they would, they're gonna do it, but they're never gonna do it. Mm. And it, it just almost kind of breaks your heart. Like mm. there's even like a point where it's like Oliver Hardy has like a fucking heart attack and it's like, well, I gotta retire now. And he's like, oh, so I had an idea for that movie we're gonna do later where I do this and this and this and this. And then he's like, yeah, we should totally get this guy to come in and do this for us where it's like they're talking about it and but they're like kind of teary-eyed while they're talking about it where mm-hmm. it's like you're never going to do it. <laughs> I want to see that movie so bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of sad. Like just see like if you are ever prominent in something and to see where you will be like in 20 years when you're like not even that f- popular for it or like you're not you're popular but you're like not what you were. Yeah. And you're like holding on to it with for dear life. And they even do like a thing where they do like the like the transcripts afterwards where they show like what happened to them after this. And it's like uh Stan Laurel was like writing bits for him and him and Har- him and Oliver Hardy like up to like fifteen years after Oliver Hardy was dead. Hmm. Like he was just he just kept writing bits for them for them to do. Hmm. But he never taped him with anyone else he was just like oh, i'm just gonna keep writing bits for us to do even though he's dead or i'm like that's so fucking sad yeah <laughs> jeez so it's like yeah it, it, it's a good i i really dug it and it's, it's a cool way to kind of see like the backstage of like those uh shows because mm-hmm. you kind of follow them when they're like doing like these london show like they're doing like, a london tour yeah to kind of get uh like their whole thing is that like this producer showed a lot of interest in them to do this movie about Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we'll see. We'll try and get financing for it. And then like, as they're going on they they're just keep asking like, oh, what about this movie? What about this movie? And then it's like, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They're just kind of like, they're just kind of like latching onto this pipe dream. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, it's so sad. Oh my goodness. I want to see this so bad. <laughs> um, Got the disc for it. You, yeah, yeah. Okay, but it, it's it's good. I would definitely check it out. And both of them are really good. Uh, man, um, God damn it! What's it? I can't think of either of their names. 
John C. Riley. John C. Riley is Hardy, and um, fuck, I'm gonna have a hard time thinking of the yeah. other guy. But but yeah, they're both amazing. They're yeah. both really good. Awesome. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. Um, I got introduced to them really early, and I really, and I even follow like a fan page of them on Twitter. Yeah, where they like post like uh, snippets of like uh their movies and stuff. Oh, really? I really think a lot of their stuff holds up because they do like physical comedy. Yeah. And I like need to do that. Like there's like, they, they themselves play out a scene. It's like called like the, the doorway scene where like they're both waiting for themselves at a train station. They keep trying to check if there's, if either of them are here mm-hmm. and they just happen to look in the direction, like the one place that they could look to not see the other person. <laughs> and they legit play it out for like five minutes and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So like I, there the I don't think physical comedy ever really ages, especially if it's done really well. Yeah, and it's like set in an age like they're in like the depression and stuff like that too, and they're always like kind of poor, and it's like self-deprecating at times. Oh yeah, it's like they're mean to each other, like you know, not like veep mean. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's funny. They just get on each other's nerves, and yeah. I think it's. Still as good today as it yeah. was then when it was made. Yeah. And so, like, I... They were, like, some of my comedy influences growing up as a kid. And I would watch... Me and Dinosaur Neil and all my other brothers would just watch that VHS that we had... Well, that my dad had. Yeah. Like, over and over and over. And yeah. This movie definitely made me want to go and watch some, all of, like, Laurel and Hardy stuff. Because, like, that's the way that they emulate them. It was funny enough where I'm like, I want to watch... Some Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, well, awesome. I'm glad it's got your seal of approval. And I'll yes. see if I can fish it out Check it somewhere. out. It should be able to rent because it's out on DVD. I might uh, see if it's on VOD or something. Do it. Sweet deal. Well, I haven't been into a whole lot. Um, I have been setting up my raised bed garden Ooh, um, outside. Let's get into it. I planted <laughs> some onions and potatoes today Ooh. and uh so has anyone ever have you had like potatoes that you've had that you just forgotten in the back of like a pantry and they get all nasty and looking yeah i just planted those to see if they come up there you go <laughs> try it i've heard that they do so i did i shoved them in a whole garden bed see if i got some potatoes coming up um and uh so i'm looking forward to that there you go. also there is a channel on youtube called bon appetit it's like a cooking channel, yeah. But they have pretty charismatic hosts on there, and they have a new kind of series on now called like Making Perfect, I think, where they're trying to make the most perfect pizza that they could think of, and they oh, split shit. off in groups of like what makes the best crust or what makes the best sauce, what makes the best cheese, oh shit, blah 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 blah. And so all of them try to make the best kind of stuff, but they don't talk to the other teams. <laughs> and so they're hoping it all comes together in yeah. like a great final product. Yeah. And I've been really enjoying that because they have the most cares. They have th- their channels, most charismatic hosts doing all of it. Yeah. And so it's fun to see them interact with each other because it's like real life shit. Oh, wow. And actually Bon Appetit has gotten so like, um, I guess popular that they actually have their own streaming channel on Roku. Oh shit. And so like all of their stuff that they're premiering on YouTube is already all, all on their channel on 
Roku, so it's yeah. kind of fun to watch all of it there. Mm -hmm. So anyway, check out the Bon Appetit channel. And another fun YouTube channel I would recommend you to watch for no reason, <laughs> because me and my dinosaur Neil found it randomly when we were sending each other dumb videos during our vacation. <laughs> Is this channel called Badlands Chugs, where it's just this big, huge black dude just chugs stuff. <laughs> That's it. His latest video is that he chugs an entire bottle of sriracha. <laughs> and he's got so many subs, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. We're in the wrong business. We just need to find something stupid and then just put it on YouTube and try and make a bunch of he's money. He's got like a quarter of a million subs. Oh. And all he does is go to like Sonic and chug a large soda for a two-minute video. And he's like, there you go. And he's got some catchphrase. <laughs> he's got some catchphrase at the end that's amazing. And it's so oh, stupid. Fuck. Like, at the beginning of the Sriracha video, he puts on fingerless gloves to do it. <laughs> so check out Badlands Chugs on YouTube. Just for me, would you? Oh, but do I mean, it for me. <laughs> that's going to be the show. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, so, JT, if people want to challenge you to Badlands Chugs Chugging Contest, <laughs> where could they hit you up hey, for an man, invitation? Hit me up at Bucky Forever on Twitter. Also, Bucky Forever. I'm on Snapchat. Troy. You can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter. Hit us both up at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well all of our stuff is uploaded also onto facebook if you're into the whole facebook thing uh our hosting site reviewreviewpod.podbean.com has been getting uh subs just as badlands chugs would get day after day <laughs> yeah so that's cool to see get us them badlands chug subs <laughs> uh but if you are listening to us on different things such as uh google podcast stitcher spotify uh, Alexa devices, Ooh. even. Uh, also, Apple Podcasts, we wouldn't uh, bat an eye at that. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there because a good rating there helps other people find the show. And if you want to write in, please do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um... Now, this is maybe future stuff. JT, on uh, another podcast that I do, Charm Type, yeah. I extended an invitation for you and the lovely lady I I need to, to come on. I need to check with her, but I, I think that would be a go. We need to do it sometime soon. Yes. Uh, Monday nights. Keep them open. I will. Very good. Very good. I would like to ha love to have you on. There's at least one person that would like to hear about that. And his name is Mr. Stapleton. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, he's big fan. Big fan. A big fan of your life. I know. Well, he, he's, he's good at hiding it because he always fucking gives me shit. <laughs> Listen, he has turned from like the most gracious fan to almost troll-like status, okay? <laughs> I can't get away with shit anymore. He knows more about my life than my parents do. <laughs> OJ, you're a you're a gentle soul. I love you. I love you, OJ. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's going to be the show. It is. Uh, what do we got coming up Monday, JT? Well, for uh, Monday, uh, we since we're talking about a blockbuster space epic from China, let's talk about a blockbuster space epic from the U.S. Okay. And we talked about the 
probably last installment in the Star Trek series. Okay. Flashback for Star Trek Beyond. Oh, okay. Going back to the yeah. Star Trek. Very good. There's a lot of space ones I could have picked from, but I was trying to find one that's more blockbuster-esque. Okay. And uh, since we might do something Star Wars based in the future, I don't want to do any of those. Okay. So, very good. Yeah, let's do Star Trek Beyond. Very good. Very good. So check that flashback review out for Monday. Yeah. And what do we got coming up next week? So next week, since uh, the week after next, we're going to be possibly doing Brightburn. Mm-hmm. And uh, Godzilla King of Monsters is coming out oh my. very soon. Probably oh the my. week after that. Uh-huh. Let's, let's see where it all started. Because we okay. talked about Kong. Uh-huh. Uh... Kong Skull Island. Right. right. Which is supposed to be part of this universe. Right. <laughs> we never talked about the first one. Let's talk about the... I think it's 2014? I think it is. Uh, Godzilla. TBD. <laughs> to be yeah. determined. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Godzilla. Okay. I could go for a rewatch of that. Yeah. I don't... Well, Brian Cranston. Yeah. Fucking kick-ass. That's right. Kick-ass. <laughs> Scarlet Witch. Scarlet she's Witch. It. She's in it. We got everyone in this. Yeah. All right. I think it's a movie that gets dogged on quite a bit, and from what I remember, I really dug it. All right. Let's see what it what so it's like see, on a rewatch. Yeah. Let's see what it's like on a rewatch, and let's you guys give your opinions. Are you one of those people that hates it? Let us know. Yeah. What camp are you in? Hit us up on the Twitters. Hit yeah. us up on the Gmail. Let us know about that that 2014 Godzilla. I think yeah. tw- I'm going to look up 2014. <laughs> sure. It's driving me nuts. Uh, right into the show. We'll read it on the show uh, and see what... Uh, the... 2014, I was right. Oh, very good, JT. And see what the general <laughs> populace thinks of this film. Yeah. But until we get to that, JT, I've been short of the max extreme. I am JT3K. And we are off.